Blog Talk Radio. I cannot remember people's names, okay? 
But remember what I was telling y'all last week about Love After Lockup, that couple, that the, the black guy that's on there and the black girl, and I said that she's going to put pressure on him to have a kid and everything real fast, and that is exactly what this sister is doing. She is, do, she is putting pressure on him. He's like, can we, can we like, at least wait two years down the line, like three years down the line? And she's like, huh. like, And then she t- he drops the bomb on her the other night. Okay, so. He drops a real bomb on her where he tells her that he has to pay restitution for his crime. What? Now, she, <laughs> she didn't know nothing about the restitution. Now, get what the restitution is, okay? $145,000. <laughs> and she's looking like, well, this changes things. I'm like, uh-uh, nah, helper. You was all uh, up in his face. You knew. You knew. You should have checked all of that. <laughs> I thought it, no better for her. But he should be a guy like him dealing with that much pressure and dealing with, See, let me tell you something. Sometimes, it's, could this be the it's a word for the day? I don't know. Maybe it could be. Sometimes what's easy <laughs> or what seems more comfortable is not exactly right for you. Because I know this brother is thinking, you know, he got this girl. She's a good, she's decent-looking girl. She's, you know, uh, she's got this beautiful home. She's spending money on him, and he's like, you know, this is a cool situation. Cause I just got out the jail. Man, anything's better than where I've been, right? And so sometimes the luxury of things fools you. I mean, you can ask any woman who's like, you know, uh, with uh, people who are, you know, and we, it was, I was just hearing this the other day. It was something, I was watching this show the other night, some reality show, something about queens. It's something queen. I was up late and I was watching some, some reality show on Wee TV. It's about four girls and Suge Knight's. Uh, former fiancés on there. Uh, this is Cyborg. Black Mafia, uh, one of the wives from Black Mafia who spent some time in jail, Black Mafia family. And it's a, two other girls trying to get into, one girl's trying to get into music and one girl's like kind of got her own business and everything like that. But it was interesting hearing the women talk because, you know, they were saying, you know, being with people who have it all, you know, got what you think consider got it going on and stuff, sometimes it ain't everything that it's cracked up to be, right? And that's with anybody, okay? But so, <laughs> well, I'm going to get on that reality show in a minute. I'll talk about that. But, you know, that's what I saw with the, a lot of these dudes that come out of jail. Sometimes they're looking for the most comfortable setup. When you setting yourself up, you setting yourself up for some real shit and what you don't want to do it's because one of the things he said he was he felt pressured before. That's how he got into crime and everything. And you don't want to start feeling pressure with some family that you can't afford or some, you know what I'm saying, some chick that got pregnant and you now you out here in these streets and you like, oh, man, well, you can just get quiet by yourself, build your life back up. I know that's the hardest way. It looks like the hardest way. I know, for especially for dudes that just... You know, if you got a situation, listen, if you got a situation where a woman is patient with you and she's not looking to have no babies right up and trying to build no ready-made family because she couldn't get no dude on the outside and all that stuff, and she really likes you and cares about you, 
and, you know, she's willing to, you know, I mean, maybe you don't get so serious right away, you know what I'm saying? Or if you are serious, there's a little contingency there that, hey, you know, we're trying to work through it to see if it works out. If it doesn't, then cool. We get to, you get to go your way, I get to go my way. But you don't want that extra pressure. Like when you get just getting out of jail, sometimes that extra pressure could put you back in a worse situation than the pen. I'm telling you, I'm serious. And this brother looked like he had for some problems with her, okay? He had for some problems. Problems, go to your, he got, he got a good grandma. Go to your grandma's house and stay with your grandma. Get yourself together. So don't don't be messing around with her. That's how I feel about it. But, yeah, love after lockup, really interesting. That's my fact. That's the couple I'll be paying attention to. Plus, I, you know, the other people, oh, they've been bringing back a lot of the old relationships, um, they brought back, uh, I forget the girl, the blonde, it's the blonde white girl, the blonde white girl who's got a lot of kids, but she she be trolling the jails too, but she got this dude, she married, she she made this one man's life a living hell who kept getting it. <laughs> but then she ended up marrying this other girl, I mean this other guy, and now he's turned out to be a bust. And they brought her back on, so it's it's interesting. They did show a little bit of Sarah last night. Remember Sarah, Michael, not Sarah, but the other girl. It was Sarah, Michael, and Megan. They show, I think it was Megan. Megan. They showed Megan last night, and she talked about how she got out of a relationship with Michael. Good for her ass. She said she almost got back in with Michael's ass up. I don't understand. Last night they was talking to Michael. They was doing, you know, the little side things on Love After Lockup. And I was like, why are you bitches just like this about Michael? Because Michael, Michael is not even a remotely attractive. <laughs> but you know what? There are certain things that I'm attracted to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like having uh, ambition. <laughs> uh having a purpose and drive. I guess, you know, it's just me, but I mean, these, he said, Michael said the reason why women like him, he been told he got demon dick. I was like, really? I mean, because, you know, here's the thing. I feel like dudes like Michael couldn't even get that far. Because I, I, I'm not that attracted. I wouldn't be attracted to your, men- I'm a mental, I like mental shit. So like, I'd be like, Ugh. Like, you know, I see you out here living. That's unattractive to me. Like, you you out here. <laughs> if I was a single girl, I'd be like, ugh. Like, you know, I don't understand why y'all tripping off of Michael like this. I could not, and there's several types of women tripping off of Michael. And Megan, who is beautiful, act like she almost got back in with Michael. I understand why Sarah's there. Sarah's almost kind of stuck. She got two kids. She had two kids by this joker, okay? Mm-mm-mm. So I understand the bullshit with Sarah a little bit more than I understand with all these rest of these chicks. That's crazy. Demon digger, no demon dick. I mean, you can't even give me the, my pheromones couldn't even get even excited about you. <laughs> the way Michael be rolling around these streets. That's not attractive at all. Goodness, how do you girls get in with Michael? <laughs> It's crazy though, but he they 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 gave an update on her and it was interesting. She's got a new boyfriend who is now. At first, I was excited to see her with a new boyfriend until I heard who it was. 
he goes, <laughs> he introduced me to Michael. I'm like, oh, shit. And it was, it's Michael's cousin. I said, come on, Sarah, stop. I mean, Megan, stop. Is that her name, Megan? I forget her name. But I'm like, girl, stop this shit, bullshit. You're just trying to piss off Michael. This is, this is, you got to let Michael's ass go. Like, everything that has to do with his tired ass. Like, I wouldn't even be, even, I don't care how nice the cousin is. Hell no. You part of her, no. Because all it's going to do is bring Michael back in somewhere. I feel like she's still chasing Michael, even though she thinks she's not. But I feel like somewhere deeper in her, because Michael was her first, she, she, you know, you know, we saw, she gave away a version of Michael's ass, okay? Uh, and, 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 you know, you know you weak for him. So to deal with his cousin, first of all, it's scandalous. But secondly is, well, no, it ain't scandalous because Michael ain't shit. But at the same time, you know, at this point in his life, I mean, hopefully he gets better. But at, to deal with the cousin, because I feel like you know what you're doing. I feel like you know. So I, I'm kind of worried about her, like that she may still be in. And then she said she had a pen pal in jail still. Like these, I don't know if it's the show that y'all trying to get these these little reality show checks and get some reality show fame that's making y'all throw these. <laughs> I mean, I can understand there are sometimes people meet in jail or people have known each other for a long period of time or something like that. I can get some relationships like that, but I cannot get you bitches trolling jail. And she said a friend of hers introduced her to this new guy who's a pit pal in jail because she thought her friend thought she be it be he be good uh, she, she would be good for him to talk to. No, what she it's not that she would be good for him to talk to. What she's saying is you basic as fuck and you would deal with a jail. Too. <laughs> I mean, what now? I mean, because it's like give the man a chance to get the get the hell out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Get a chance, get him, a, give him, give him a chance to get his feet on fire. It don't mean you can't be friends. It don't mean you can't get to know each other or stuff like that. It's just like, but these girls be trolling the jail for actual relationships. I don't want to talk about it. It's just too much. Love after lockup. <laughs> My favorite, favorite guilty pleasure. Okay. I have been watching The Brat Loves Judy. Brat Loves Judy, is that the name of it? I don't know. I like Judy a lot. First of all, can I just say, and I like Brat, but Brat got an attitude. But I like Judy. I see why The Brat likes Judy, okay? Judy is really, uh, she has this way about her that seems outgoing that we're even, even though she seems quiet. Like there's a, there's a quiet confidence about Judy that I really like. Like, I really like Judy. But here's my thing about Judy, okay? I'm going to tell the fucking truth. You know how I tell, tell the truth on this show, okay? You know how I tell how I feel. I don't know if Judy, I wonder would Judy go for women if, like, I think she just meant the brat really like the brat. I don't know if Judy's, like, is she all the way gay? Well, the brat isn't. The brat, brat's bisexual, I think, too, but. Because Judy strikes me as, like, you may see her in 10 to 15 years down the line with a man somewhere. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying she would do that to the brat, but I'm, I, I think she genuinely cares for the brat. But I also think there's a side that likes male, males. 
but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Y'all so I'm like kind of worried about the rat a little bit. I'm like, ooh, like you know, is can Judy be a heartbreaker? You know what I'm saying? Can she be a heartbreaker? Because Brad seems really into her, but Brad also seems like she's sabotaging the relationship because she got a lot of issues I think she needs to address, like with trust and everything. But at the same time, I also feel as if, like, Brad kind of looks to Judy for nurturing, like a mommy thing. Am I wrong how I'm seeing them? I could be. But I feel like that that, that Judy is the more, more mature one, and when she said they need to get counseled before she proposed to her, I totally agree with that. I was like, yes, Judy, you are so right on that, okay? You need, y'all need to get counseling to work it out because I feel like there's a gap between Judy and Brett, and it there's a couple, the gap is immaturity versus maturity. Uh, I wonder if 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 like I said, there is something about Judy that feels like she feels like she could go straight. <laughs> now, oh, don't don't write hey, don't write me being mad at me. Talking like gay is gay. No, it ain't. With women, I'm telling you, I've seen it time and time and time a fucking again. <laughs> women who claim they ask claim to be gay. And be the next thing you know is five years down the line. You see they asses with me. I'm serious. I've seen a lot of situations like this. I'm telling you. I'm not saying all women. I'm saying a lot of women. And Judy has that energy to me. But I do believe she genuinely loves and cares for Brad. But I wonder if she can stay there in it, especially because Brad seems to be Judy seems to be nurturing her a lot. You know what I'm saying? And trying to nurture her through that pain, is it going to work? That's all. It was very interesting, though. I really like the show, okay? I'm surprised, you know, that they put it out there like that, but that's cool, okay? Very interesting. I'm interested to see where they go, okay? So I have started watching it, and I like it, okay? All right. So, in other news, I mean, oh, in other, we get to the show. Okay. You know, this week, y'all, the country... Are we as a country going down like this long, dark road of hell and we all seem to be fine with it? <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that. I feel like we're all fine. Like we, we're we getting closer and closer to the flames, but we're all like, eh. <laughs> this is like, it's been a crazy-ass literally week for Joe Biden. Anybody who says that Joe Biden who still feels they like Joe Biden, okay, at this point I'm just like, okay, you can't convince you anything different. <laughs> but at this point I think in the game, everybody knows Joe Biden. See, this is why you have to be very careful. And this means good and bad presidents. Let me tell you something. Good and bad presidents can be, no, good presidents, usually my personal opinion, are anointed. Bad presidents can be chosen by God because it, uh, are not not chosen but allowed to uh, exist by God, in my personal opinion, spiritual opinion, because uh, there are times when, like, I love this story in the 
in the book in the in Israel at the book where they talk about Israel in the book. I don't know if it's in the book of Deuteronomy. I can't remember where it's at. What book it's in? I think it's in Kings. But they uh, and I can't remember for sure, so don't quote me on that. But there's this thing in the Bible. I I, I love the story in the Bible where the Israel Israelites wanted a king, and God was like, "You don't want no king." He's like, "We want a king." Oh God, we want a king. Give us a king. <laughs> and God was like, "Okay." I'm going to give you a king, but know this. He's going to tax you. He's going to put hard stuff on you, everything. God said you can just be a theocracy and let me read. But they didn't want that. He's like, no, God, you need to give us a king. You need to give us a king. And that he did. And kings were always a problem for Israel in the Old Testament. So, which I always think, I look at that as today with people, when you have leadership, certain leadership come into power, I think that God sometimes allows certain people, even if they're horrible, to come into power because that's what the people want. That's what the people have asked for. The people have said, okay, and you may have had a warning or something like that, but you you, you didn't hear. Yeah, y'all, y'all still wanted them, okay? Y'all thought Trump was that bad, okay? And when people, if the worst thing is, is to get somebody up there as president and vice president, and they weren't called to be that. They're going to have problem after problem after problem after problem. And the problem and the sad part about it is we all have to live under that choice. You know, messed up. I feel like Joe wasn't called to be no president. Joe Sahada and Kamala Chow, please, we ain't even going to have that discussion. But I'm just saying, it just, I mean, listen, Joe. Joe is in the wrong job. Joe looked like he need to be, like, you know, relaxing right now. <laughs> Y'all done put a hot mess up there. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that a little bit later on into the show. Uh, my it's a word today. You know what? I really don't have one. Again, I don't have one. But I'm going to say this. It just, I kind of got one, but I kind of don't. Hey, I guess I kind of do, but here's my answer word. And I'm making it up as I go along. This week, for me, was uh, <laughs> a highly uh, uncomfortable but fun week. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes in life you have to learn to deal with being uncomfortable, and I talk about this a lot of times on the show, right? I talk about that sometimes that we have to, um, you know, we have to be okay with being uncomfortable. I mean, you know, like like last week, here, let me just explain this. Last week I was supposed to go to Kansas City, and I, I got, it was weird. I had to, I woke up in the morning, and I got sick. I was kind of like having a panic attack, and I never had that. And I was like, what? I don't think I should go to Kansas City, Right? I just had this feeling, and plus I had so much going on. I was getting prepared for this, trying to get prepared for school, get all kind of stuff going on, and something was like just something was like just rest. And I had the best weekend ever. It was quiet. It was just me. It was nice, <laughs> and I really got rejuvenated. And at first, you know, it was it started off as an uncomfortable scenario, but later on, I was like, you know what? This works. 
Okay, and so what I'll tell you is that sometimes you will be faced with uncomfortable situations, but you will feel like you need to march into those situations because they'll help you grow and they'll help you establish certain things about yourself. And I feel like that's a lot for me sometimes because I love, sometimes, you know, I like comfort. Everybody does, right? I always say, what's my favorite word, uh, favorite quote on here? Comfort, one of my favorite quotes on here is comfort is a motherfucker, okay? Because it is, <laughs> right? Because you get so comfortable that you forget to do the important things in life. So it's always good sometimes to be in uncomfortable spaces because uncomfortable spaces will help your growth and help challenge you uh, to um, challenge you to, in certain areas where you need to grow, okay? So that's my, it's a work this week. It's not long. It's not all out there and everything. I'm pretty sure I will have some more it's a as the show go on. But I'll take a break now, but when I get back, we got a lot to talk about. Okay, first of all, I got to say, what is a quiet room? Because I think they're getting ready. U.S. Open is going to provide quiet room for mental health. Y'all see this a trip. Y'all see this? Y'all see this? Funny on these streets, okay? <laughs> we going to talk about the quiet room that U.S. Open. I'm not laughing. I know y'all saying, Carlotta, this is about mental health. I'm not laughing at mental health. I'm laughing at the things that way we're answering to mental health, okay? And uh, Kim Kardashian out in these streets may be getting back with Kanye West, child. She realized her stock ain't the same, I think. Or was that some bullshit they were selling us for that finale? Because, you know, they they needed some ratings. And so she tried to act like her ass was breaking up with Kanye, knowing damn well she wasn't breaking up with Kanye's ass with four babies. Because okay? it stock. I mean, I know Courtney's out here trying to do it, okay? And Courtney's, did Courtney upgrade? Courtney kind of upgraded, you know? I, which is pretty much of a, you know, that's pretty good. But I just think that Kim really realizes that Kanye might be the best I'm going to do. Because who wants to be bothered with Kanye? Who, what man? I mean, there's probably a man out here with kids or something like that. But I don't know too many men that want to be bothered with Kanye. He has they, they stepkids' daddy. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Sweet <laughs> crap. That crazy-ass Gemini would drive somebody's ass crazy, okay? <laughs> so Kim might have realized that, uh-oh, maybe I need to go on back, okay? And we're going to talk about these hoes and reporting breakthrough cases because there's been a lot of breakthrough cases out here, okay? That means people who are fully vaccinated have been getting COVID's ass in the, and been in the hospital, okay? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Joe Biden having the worst week ever, and we're going to talk about, um, I tried to tell y'all about Shakari. I ain't got time. I tried to warn y'all about Shakari. Y'all tried to say I was being too hard on Shakari. Now this week, y'all was on Twitter uh, dragging Shakari, okay? We'll, we'll talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back. I know, y'all like, y'all like, you got Beyonce in the thing, and you, in the description. I, yeah, y'all know I got to talk about this. I got to talk about the Tiffany advertisement, okay? Is it a little over the fucking top? Of course. <laughs> but it wasn't Beyonce them that made the mistake. Tiffany, Tiffany, I hope you didn't pay a lot for this campaign. <laughs> We're going to talk about that a whole lot more, so much more. Meanwhile, let's start off with the music. Okay, isn't it MJ's birthday weekend? Is it MJ's birthday 
MJ's birthday is August 29th and 28th. I think it's 29th. Okay, so let's start off with an MJ jam, an old school MJ jam. I want to be where you are. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back, y'all, in a moment, okay?
that is Stevie with one of my favorite Stevie Wonder songs. That girl. I love that joint. I love that one. You know, Stevie does not get, I think Stevie, like, he doesn't get enough. He's, like, probably one of the greatest songwriters of just, you know, all time. Really, he is. Him, Babyface. I got a lot of people here. But, yeah, really. I mean, that girl, I love that song. I like the, and I'm a lyrics person, so I love the storytelling. You know, I think so, most, a lot of times, it's so funny because I was listening to um, Philip Bailey talk one time on, um, uh, they were talking, Earth, Wind, and Fire was doing a concert, uh, a concert uh, uh, thing, uh, a live concert thing, and uh, Philip Bailey was saying how so many people tell him that Reasons is their wedding song, and he was like, do you know what Reasons is about? <laughs> because most people don't understand Reasons is about a one-night stare, right? So, like, most people don't listen to the lyrics of songs, which I can't understand, and they make it their wedding songs, and it's hilarious to me, but... That girl, I really like the story because it's about this, you know, this girl who who's looking for this idea of love, and he's having these conversations with this girl. But at the same time, she's like trying to, she's like a seductor. It kind of feels like it's, it feels like she said she's a, she's kind of seductive, and she's trying to woo him. They, they, she's not really trying to woo him, but he feels that like, oh, the more I talk to her, this girl's trying to get at me. This girl's trying to come for me, you know, because. The more I listen to her, the more I listen to what she wants and needs, I feel like I'm that guy, you know. So I love the way it starts off. Like he's, you know, like he's he's kind of kind of a little bit uh, dissing her. Like that girl thinks that uh, every single man will ask her for a hand, you know, and all this stuff. It's just a, it's kind of it's a great song. It's a great love song about how this guy is listening to this girl who. Who unbeknownst to I don't know if she really knows unbeknownst to her he she's seducing or moving him towards her right you know so it's it's really a good song I love I love lyrics lyrics are that's I always tell people listen to the lyrics of a song you learn so much <laughs> especially about sometimes about sometimes I mean other times you know songwriters can sometimes be writing about friends and stuff like that but to me. But you find out the most about artists is when you listen to their songs. You kind of really can get the crust of kind of what they are and stuff, you know. So I, I always, that's what I think, you know, just my little thing. All right, you guys, I'm back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. If you're just now tuning in, we're getting into the news. And this week, U.S. Open will offer quiet rooms and provide more mental health resources. It is essential. Now, I was like, what the fuck is a quiet room? <laughs> Hey, I'm for the mental health essentials. I just didn't understand what the choir room is. But this is according to the people dot com. Uh, it says the United States Tennis Association announced a mental health initiative on Tuesday for players competing in the US Open next week. Part of that initiative includes increased mental health resources such as licensed mental health providers and quiet rooms. The USTA said in a statement that the program will ensure that a holistic approach is taken with all aspects of player health, including mental health. We recognize that ensuring the mental health of, of the players is an area that, that needs to be addressed, and we are taking, uh, taking formative steps to give athletes the necessary resources to compete at the highest level, USTA CEO uh, and Executive Director Mike Dow said, okay? USTA, uh, USTA First Vice President Dr. Brian Hanline 
said in the statement, our goal is to make mental health services as readily available to athletes as services for a sprained ankle with no stigma attached. We will provide an environment that fosters wellness while providing the necessary resources to readily uh, allow mental health care, Sinky, he added. The USTA is working in conjunction with the International Tennis Federation, uh, Women's Tennis Association, Association of Tennis Professionals, to make sure players at the U.S. Open know how to access the mental health resources, okay? Uh, we are working to create an environment that's, let me see, I'm trying to find where this quiet room is. I ain't even talking about the quiet room yet. Hold on. Um. Osaka 23 withdrew from the French opening to take personal time. Okay, she then withdrew from Wimbledon to take personal time before competing at the Tokyo Summer Olympics. I'm trying to find out what this quiet room is about. Okay. Okay. Okay, U.S. Open. I don't really see anything about the quiet room. Okay. Let me see. Okay, what is the quiet room? Because they don't really say it in this article. Okay, let me look here. This is people.com, but let me look up and see what the hell the quiet room is. Does anybody know what the hell the quiet Okay. Because I'm, listen, I'm thinking before you go out, like ain't the, most of these athletes by themselves? Like, or can they be by themselves? Like, all you got to do is say, clear the room. I need some time by myself. <laughs> okay, uh, it says, as a part of this plan, USTA said, this is according to Newsweek, USTA said licensed mental health providers and quiet rooms will be available for tennis players. Okay, I listen, I, I mean, I'm happy that they're going to provide more mental resources. I think that's a great thing. I'm always skeptical skeptical when corporations take on things and they call it good for the good and everything. But at the same time, people like Naomi Osaka do who are, you know, financially astute. Not every tennis player is, but she has enough money to go and get mental health stuff that she needs or whatever. However, I do like them adding mental health things. I don't know what the fuck the quiet room is, though. That, I was kind of confused about that. I'm like, what the fuck you need quiet? All you got to do is say clear the room because I need some quiet before I take my ass out here and hit these boxes. <laughs> what in the hell is going on with you, Z? I don't millennials. Is it? Y'all are not, come on. I mean, listen, I mean. It's a lot of, you know, we're going to be making this an excuse every time something happens that we, I got to have a mental health break. I mean, a mental health break. I need a mental, mental health. I understand anxiety and panic attacks and all that stuff. I get it. But at the same time, I mean, I'm thinking the quiet room, what's the quiet room's about? That's kind of wild to me. But, okay, you know, I guess. But I do love the fact that they are adding on um they are at giving them resources and everything to deal with mental health, okay? Um, let's talk about hoes in reporting of breakthrough COVID cases hamper CDC response. This is according to Politico.com. Uh, the agency originally tried to track all in fact infections and vaccinated people for mouth to severe, but in May it decided to focus on the most severe cases, okay? 
The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is using outdated and unreliable data on coronavirus breakthrough infections to help make major decisions, such as who gets booster shots, according to three officials with direct knowledge of the situation. The agency originally tried to track all infections in vaccinated people from mild to severe, but in May it decided to focus on the most severe cases, saying that would allow it to better monitor overall conditions and make more informed, targeted policy decisions. Forty-nine states are now regularly sending CDC information on hospitalized breakthrough patients, but more than a dozen told Politico that they do not have the capacity to match patients' hospital admission data with their immunization records. Now, wait a minute, hold up. They ain't got time at the fucking hospital, but Ticketmaster got time to ask my ass for a card. What the hell is <laughs> For my immunization records, which is against all against HIPAA. But I digress. Instead, those states rely on hospital administrators to report breakthrough infections. The resulting data is often aggregated, inaccurate, and omits critical details for teasing out trends such as which vaccine a person received, and whether they have been fully vaccinated, a dozen officials said. Now, here's something I will, I've talked about it on the show. If you're a listener to this show, you've heard of the breakthrough cases. I've told you all about several breakthrough cases, or we, we've talked about breakthrough cases where people have died, we're fully vaccinated, okay? They don't want to talk about that. Let me tell you something. The pharmaceutical companies want to talk to folks. You know, and I'm, I told you I'm not against it. I'm not totally against vaccines. I'm, I'm, I think that the longer you wait or something like the vaccines get better, things like that. But I'm not, and, you know, I'm not here to tell you whether to get one or not. I wouldn't tell you my business, okay? But however, it's up to you. But I don't like mandates and shit. And the reason why these pharmaceutical companies and stuff like that, they, to my personal opinion, it's convenient for the CDC to not uh, keep count of shit like that, which they should be, because if the shit ain't working, they don't want to tell you that. Well, I mean, we got, I mean, we got more breakthrough cases than we suspected. Do you know what will happen if they find if you if if people find out that the vaccine is not working all that great? Why did she ever need it in the first place? They can't do that. They can't take those numbers. That's my personal opinion. This is quite a lot of one-on-one. They don't want to take the numbers. They don't want to know because they don't want y'all to be out here like, well, I didn't think it's that thing that people still getting it. Yes, and it's more and more uh, breakthrough cases every day, okay? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying still don't get it, okay, because, you know, sometimes they're making it hard for motherfuckers to live out here if you don't, okay? So I'm not telling you to quit your job and shit like that. You know, do what you got to do. But I'm just saying, you know, it's 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 crazy, okay? Um, it says um, the gaps in this crucial data stream stream raises questions about the Biden administration's ability to spot and respond to changes in the virus's behavior, such as the rapid spread of Delta variant, which crowded out other strains, or vaccines' performances. It also underscores the extent extent to which the CDC and public health departments across the country are still struggling to collect 
and study critical COVID-19 information 18 months after the pandemic began. I don't think they're struggling. You know what my thing? I'm a, I'm a conspiracy. I think that it's convenient that they asses don't know the numbers because they don't want the public down their throat if people find out they done ran out to get these vaccines and shit ain't working. And you're going to have a hard time getting people if you do get some shit that works. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... People, uh, you know, and you, 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 and you companies. This is also tech and big business, and Democrats have been woof, woefully dumb in letting tech and big business use them to uh, create agendas. Okay, create agendas of, of mandates and things like that. Listen, I, my personal opinion is that the country. Is I personally, I personally think I look at COVID. This is my conspiracy theory, and can't nobody tell me no different. I think COVID is bio warfare. I, that's why I tell people be careful of saying you don't believe in the vaccines because they might bio warfare. They may target your ass. I really believe that it is a bio warfare. I believe that we are in the midst of if do you if the if if the people of the United States do not wake the hell up. I think we are in the midst of watching uh, our country go down the tube. I mean, seriously, really down the tube. I, do, I believe now we have uh, foreign entities with foreign, not foreign entities, but people even who are Americans who have bigger agendas in mind, and they don't mind selling out America to get their agenda and their, uh, uh, the things that they would like to see across. See, America, I personally believe America stands in the way of the globalist idea and thought. Because America, nobody stands for nationalism, democracy. Well, kind of America, you know, America's kind of got a two-face on that. Because we do understand that in, in America, racism is very real. So at one in uh, America preaches democracy and all these things, but it, it, it kind of has a two-face, you know what I'm saying? It has a history where it didn't do fare so well in that area and everything like that. But now, but because of Americans' overall principles and values, the Constitution, like I always tell people, the Constitution is a great document despite the founding fathers being imperfect men that didn't follow their own fucking document. But the document of, of the Constitution allowed uh, people, uh, black Americans and people to fight for their rights. We could challenge them because they did create such a do- document, okay? Even though they tried to use that document as one time to, co- to amend it and make us three-fifths people and all that stuff. But because they say we hold all these truths to be self-evident, you know, that all men are created equal, we know we're, all, we're human, right? So I, I, I'm able to separate that the Constitution is a great document. It just was written by men who were imperfect and weren't willing to see the uh, uh, because of financial gain and stuff like that weren't a, weren't and other reasons weren't able to see the equality of all human beings, okay, or the fairness that there should be fairness to all human beings. But the ideal of America is still a good idea, right? And a lot of people, it, the American thought and agenda does not fit a world, a new world order, a world of globalism, okay? Can, can America really be sovereign, you know, with that? So I feel like we have entities inside of the government and, that, and things now 
that are taking down America as we speak. And I think that Americans, when they find out what's happened to them, it's going to be too late. And they're in conjunction with big businesses, big tech, and all these things, and they're going to make, they're going to create destruction, I just think, unless the people wake up, okay? But back to this article, it says, I think it would really be challenging for the CDC to interpret the results or to interpret data when you have only some jurisdiction reporting breakthrough infections, said Teresa Sokol, lead epidemiologist for Louisiana State Public Health Department, which is working closely with the CDC on the studies of breakthrough infections. I know there are some jurisdictions that don't even have access to their vaccination data. They don't have authority or permission. Now, see, that's crazy because they're issuing mandates out for vaccinations through companies. Even Joe Biden's punk ass went on TV encouraging companies to issue mandates. Now, he's supposed to be the government protecting the people. Instead, he's on there encouraging big business to do what I feel is discrimination and illegal. So what? So 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 here he is, but they don't have the full data to be really doing this. They don't even know what, how many breakthrough cases are are happening. They don't know anything. They're issuing mandates blind, and they really don't have a full understanding of how powerful these vaccinations are. Can they work against the Delta variant? Can or how good? How well are they really working against COVID? If people are still getting it fully vaccinated and getting really sick and you don't really have a true set of numbers on it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say it's so crazy. And a lot of people will argue you down. Trust me, a lot of people will argue down out here because they listen to a a few snippets on CNBC, MSNBC, but they don't read and all that stuff. Don't, don't argue with dummies. Don't argue with crazy-ass people, okay? Because people don't really – what I realize is a lot of people don't really want to know the truth, okay? They okay. We, they okay with going to, going to hell with gasoline draws on. It's all right. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's, this is very sad because we're actually creating mandates. And I even heard some – it was some celebrity or something out here the other day. And I immediately – I had to unfollow them because they were such an idiot saying something about – I believe in mandating vaccines, but they don't understand that they've had breakthrough cases. They probably haven't even read an article like this and saying, well, uh, you sh-, and they should make people get the vaccine if they don't want it. I'm like, okay, wow. But you probably ask her about, does she know about breakthrough cases, how many of them are, and do- does she know that CD- the CDC can't- doesn't even have a, a really uh, great count on it? She probably try to argue you down because she wouldn't know shit about the article and ain't read shit. You can't don't listen to celebrities. Whatever you do, quit listening to a crazy asses. Okay, listen. Some of them are smart. Some of them are just. So most of them are just. I don't know how many times we preach to y'all about the celebrity game. Don't, don't, don't. All right. Very interesting. Speaking of. Uh, COVID and the and 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 this administration, everything. Biden's declining approval rating is not just about Afghanistan. This is according to 538.com. Listen, Joe Biden had, had the worst week when his son got found. You know, videotape about his son naked with the hooker and the thing, and they was and she he was talking about he had three laptops stolen. Well, the press largely tried to ignore that, except for a couple of press, about two or three press. Uh, conservative press outlets and some newspapers, but what happens? See, when when it got, 
I don't like ugly. What happened when you when you try to ignore it? Then a bigger than the Afghanistan shit popped out. Which they try to blame Trump. You can't blame Trump for this. Oh no, Biden. This was all you. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what this article is saying. It's saying in the past few weeks, President Biden's job approval rating has dropped precip- uh, precipitously, while his disapproval rating has risen sharply amid concerns surrounding the Delta variant of the coronavirus, the associated economic fallout from the pandemic, and the ongoing withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan. Just how much have things changed for Biden? A month ago, his approval rating stood at 52.7%, and his disapproval rating at 42.7%, according to 538 Presidential Approval Tracker, for a net approval rating of 10.0 percentage points. But as of Thursday, his approval rating stood at 47.1%, and his disapproval rating 470 for a net approval of 0.1, and it's some outlets even reporting less than that. I mean, some uh, some things, okay. In an era of deep political polarization where we rarely see big shifts in public opinion of presidents, this counts as a pretty big swing. There seems to be uh, two separate events driving this rapid decline. First, Biden's approval rating fell 2.5 points from July the 26th to August the 5th. Has uh, the Delta virus surge? Now, let me also tell you this. His approval ratings the last couple, few weeks have been dropped, last month or so. And I never believed it was that high. Anyway. I, I Sometimes I don't trust these uh, polls. But here's what I will say to this. Um, when, when, people, when people have low approval ratings, you know what the fuck they like to do, okay? I'm just tell you what they do. They like to start fucking wars. I'm not saying that's what Joe Biden doing. But, you know, don't be surprised if we end up in this, we end up not only having Delta virus in these streets, but it'd be wars and stuff, rumors of wars up in here, okay? Because they love, that's how you get everybody on one accord. See, it's, it's trick shit. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get you, uh, everybody to like Biden again. We all, we, remember George W. did the same bullshit with his fake ass war. And he didn't, he's the reason George W. But you, you, some of y'all try to argue with me about George W. out here too. Y'all suddenly like George W. He grandpa now, but George W. Uh, uh, was one of the just one of the, one of the worst presidents ever. It was, it was no, I can't give it to George. George wasn't the worst president. It was Dick Cheney that was one of the worst presidents. Yes, Dick Cheney was president. He was shadow president, in my opinion. I mean, really? And people forget all about George's ass, okay? George's ass was the reason why we over in Afghanistan and Iraq with the fake-ass weapons of mass destruction. Anyway, Biden is filed. It says, then, the, the, then things fell apart, with, uh, apart in Afghanistan just weeks before the last remaining U.S. troops were scheduled to leave the country on August 15th. The U.S.-backed government completed its collapse, and the Taliban fully returned to power after being pushed out the U.S.-led military forces in 2001 following the 9-11 terrorist attack. Initially, Americans overwhelmingly supported Biden's decision in April to withdraw the remaining U.S. military forces from the country. Even now, there are more in favor of leaving the stand, but most Americans think Biden handled the withdrawal poorly. He handled it very poorly. And uh, you know what? I don't think. Listen, I think that Americans we we need to be 
when stuff like that happens, because how bad it was, it was so many people warning him against this that he did not listen. When you when you got a president up here whose son has been compromised with three lab computers by foreign countries and his son's on TV talking to, I mean, on the film, talking to a positive, talking about, yeah, I think some Russians got my thing and all that stuff. We have to start questioning these people we got in power, and we got to start saying, well, shit, are you compromised? Because you're making such dumb-ass fucking decisions that you got us out here fucked up. Like, you making mandates on Americans, but at the same time, you got the borders wide the fuck open. And you bringing over here Afghan, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, how he's bringing over Afghan, Afghanistan, Afghanistan people, and they don't even know if some of them are terror cells because they ain't really vetted these people probably well. See, it's like he, it's like, is he really, you got to start questioning, you got every, you can't let them come out here talking like one time Bill Clinton said, how dare you talk about politicians, American politicians like that. No, politicians and humans, evil comes in all forms. And just because you're an American politician don't mean you for America. You could be up there for some, uh, doing, you, you could be compromised. And be doing some shit to destroy America. Joe Biden been doing such dumb shit, and most Americans ain't been paying no attention to it that you almost gotta be like, like, oh my God, is he like, is he like? First of all, I think he's something wrong. With it. I think he's see now. But secondly, not see now, but just a little slow. Uh, but but I think he's been compromised. I don't think he even won the election fairly myself. But you know, here we, I mean. I'm going to just tell you, all y'all got to be careful with this Joe Biden situation. Okay, so, and it's it's been going down ever, uh, ever since. But this whole article you can read at 538.com. I think I posted it on the Carlotta Chatwood uh, page, too. But, uh, but it's another thing, too. Uh, Tucker Carlson said this week, you know, I listen to Tucker sometimes. Sometimes, listen, let me just say this. <sighs> People are like Carlotta, you listen to Tucker Carlson. Yes, because let me tell you why. I can listen to people I disagree with on sometimes because there are certain things that, first of all, I can listen to them, things on them that I disagree. Some people I don't want to hear over and over again say the same shit. You know, like certain, certain stations say the same shit over again, you know, which card they're going to play. But I listen to Tucker because there are a lot of things I agree with Tucker on. There's a lot of, but race in America, I don't agree with Tucker on. I think Tucker is has no clue about race in America. But I do can agree with him on certain foreign nat policies and stuff like that. So I can listen to certain people, even if I didn't agree with him. But he said it had something uh, very interesting to say this week. And I think most people, uh, you know, need to look at this and think, okay? But it says, yeah, this is according to the DailyMail.com. It says, who are the evacuees? Tucker slams unvetted Afghan evacuations and claims they are allowing terror cells into the U.S. after after Pilot says he was not allowed to see his own planes manifest, okay? Tucker Carlson criticized President Biden's evacuations in Afghanistan as he warned the refugees are not being properly vetted, which could allow in terrorist cells in Afghans who have never worked with the U.S. Now, listen, that's why I'm saying they're doing such stupid shit that Americans ain't paying no attention. It's such wild shit that's been happening. Your gas done went up. Your your food done went up. Everything. Americans, are, that's why I said we happy. We just like, okay, we going straight to hell, but we don't care. But it, but nobody's questioning, like, saying, what the hell? It's such a rapid decline. And it's not just COVID. It's like a rapid since his ass got in. 
And so you got to start asking yourself some questions. And now he's got the borders all fucking open in the middle of a pandemic. And he's letting thousands of people in without being tested. It's tons of articles. There's tons of reporters that have been on the border saying this is not good. You know what I'm saying? So why are we not questioning this? But it says uh, Carlton, Carlton and his fellow Fox News host Hannity both raised concerns about Biden administration and uh, revealed that one refuge was discovered to be on terror watch list. Who are all these Afghans? They just walk on, they just whisk on through. That means, as always, uh, unnamed foreign nationals got far better treatment than you would get if you landed in Dooley's airport, Carlton said. So, okay, let's listen to a little bit of him, Tucker Carlson, what he had to say about this. Let's see if we got this. I got the video up. Okay, I think I don't know if I got it up. Okay, hold on, guys. I'm trying to get the video. If not, I'll read the rest to you. But it is worth uh, saying. Now, if terrorist attacks suddenly break out, because listen, what happened? What happened before? It's a whole 9 11 trick. I, I'm just trying to say, I'm not trying to say 9 11, but I, I feel like 9 11 was not just a job done by uh, Ben Laden. I feel like that was an inside-ass job, too. But that's just my personal opinion. You ain't got to listen to me. I believe these conspiracy theories straight. Okay, let's listen here. Bagram Air Base, which is about 30 miles north of Kabul, plunged into darkness. Nothing like that had ever happened before. Bagram is more than an air base. It's an enormous piece of property the size of a small town. It had a hospital, shops, gyms, two runways, rows of hangars and barracks. As of last month, Bagram also had a prison. It held thousands of foreign fighters, including men from ISIS and the Taliban. And then all of a sudden, for the first time in 20 years, the lights went out at Bagram. Locals understood immediately what was going on. Without warning or even a courtesy notification, the U.S. military just left split in the middle of the night and turned off the power as they did. Ultimately, the base's new Afghan commander fled too, and so within minutes, looters descended. They found thousands of vehicles at Bagram, hundreds of them armored, as well as a huge cache of weapons and ammunition. And the Pentagon didn't seem concerned. Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, had explained already that, quote, Bagram is not necessary tactically for what we're going to do in Afghanistan, end quote. That turns out to be a massive miscalculation that's now clear. The decision to abandon Bagram Airfield was, in fact, idiotic, and it led directly to the killing of 13 American servicemen yesterday. With Bagram abandoned, the evacuation of Afghanistan is being staged from a commercial airport in the capital. And given its location, Kabul's airport is almost impossible to defend. Yet, despite the fact it can't really be defended, it remains the only way for American citizens to get out of the country. As Bill Raggio, the editor of the Long War Journal, put it, abandoning Bagram Air Base, quote, is the perfect example that generals just saluting and saying, yes, sir, and can do, and not standing up and saying, this is madness, and I can't execute this because I'm putting the lives of Americans at risk, and you need to find someone else to do it. Tragically, no one in authority was brave enough to say that. Instead, at every turn, they made unwise decisions that seemed designed to make the country they serve weaker to humiliate the United States. What's interesting is that these very same people are now overseeing what may be the largest airlift in generations, an airlift of thousands of Afghan citizens 
into the West and into our country. So how is that airlift going? You're hearing a lot about it, but very few details. Who, example, for example, are all these Afghans, many of whom are on their way here? The truth is, despite what they are telling you, we have no real idea of who they are. We just don't know. We just learned, for example, that at least 100 of the refugees the American military has flown out of Kabul, people we've been told repeatedly are heroes by definition, are in fact on terror watch lists. One man we evacuated apparently works directly for ISIS. Today, an Afghan interpreter told Fox News that this sort of thing is happening all the time. People are getting on planes in Kabul without any proof of identification whatsoever. It's like voting in California. Listen. I know people that they're at the same situation that I am right now. They have worked for the United States. They have provided supplies for the United States. But guess what? Over, there are people that are getting inside the airport that they have never worked. They knew somebody with a green card. They know somebody with a mm-hmm. passport. That's how they got to inside. I know people that they are inside, but they never worked. Wow. Okay, so if you guys want to see the rest of that, I think I'll try to put up a post on the Carlotta Tavis Show, but you can go to dailymail.co.uk. Now listen to that. They are letting people see. So now how I know to trust you has you, 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 they can lie and say that's an accident, but we may have people in control right now in the United States that could be some criminals. I'm just really telling y'all. They could be letting people in on purpose because it's going to destabilize not only we already destabilized, but it's due to, due to COVID and due to Biden. But we're going to destabilize us more as a country if we have terrorist attacks more as a country, if we have war, you know, I'm telling y'all, y'all, it was a bad deal to vote for Biden. That's all I got to say, okay? That's all. I say, I say it over and over again. Touch is right on this, okay? So that's just interesting. You guys could just take a look at that, listen to that when you get a chance, okay? All right, now, the other day, strangely enough, Kim Kardashian, let's get into that, and Kanye West, Leave Donda event holding hands, okay? This is according to page6.com. Look, I went from something so serious to this fluff, okay? But, you know, we Americans. That's what they got to do. They got to do that with (laughs) y'all. Could Kimye 2.0 drop before Donda does? Kim Kardashian was spotted holding hands, holding Kanye West's hand, leaving the famous rapper's latest Donda listening party in Chicago on Thursday, fueling reconciliation rumors among fans. The reality star 40 was dressed in a Balenciaga hot hot, hot, hot couture uh, wedding dress as she she and West 44 exited Soldier Field together through a source source exclusively told Page Six on Friday that the exes did not recreate their 2014 nuptials, but rather that West just wanted Kardashian to partake in his performance art. They've always supported each other's endeavors and have always collaborated and will continue to do so, a source said. Kim was happy to do it and will always support Kanye. In a clip shared by a fan account online, Wes, who was dressed in all black, including a face covering, can be seen helping escort his soon-to-be ex-wife after the performance so that she doesn't trip over her lithium gown. The pair who share kids, North 8, Saint 5, Chicago 3, and Psalm 2, have continued to put on their United 
front in recent months despite Kardashian filing for divorce earlier this year. Okay, now here's a couple of things that can be going on. And I've talked about this earlier. Remember when they were having the season finale? That's when they started drumming up the divorce bullshit. Okay, and 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 uh, maybe they did that for the finale to help their ratings. I don't know if it helped. I don't know if y'all really was into the Kardashian in the finale because I didn't hear much about it. I don't think much, a lot of people was into the finale season. I think people was glad the Kardashians was gone, and that's that. You know, they shows off. It's it's, it's like it's, it, it kind of overstayed its welcome. But that's one theory that this it could been it was drummed up bullshit for the finale. But you know what I think. I think it's a little bit of both. Oh, no, my second, I'm going to give you all my second theory. My second theory is that Kim got in these streets and realized with four kids by Kanye West, your stock ain't that hot no more. <laughs> Even Van Jones, what's this Van Jones? Was like, shit, I got $100 million from uh, at Jeff Bezos. Ain't no way I'm spending on Kanye's kids. <laughs> So, listen, I think it's a little bit of both of my theories. I think that Kim was out here testing these waters. Kim's ass was thinking, you know what? You know what? I'm going to be out in these streets. I'm still fine. I'm still this and that and everything like that. But it's a lot of fine girls out here, Kim. And all of them don't got four babies by, by Kanye West, who sometimes act like he here and sometimes act like he out of space somewhere. He is a Gemini. <laughs> and a bipolar one, allegedly, at that. Okay? So, listen, I'm just saying, don't nobody want their problems out in these streets? Don't no man be like, oh, nah, here come our baby daddy to the house again. He going to argue with us about this this week. He going to argue with us that we give North the proper shoes. We make sure North was wearing Yeezys this week. Because Kanye seems like he be that kind of dude. Like, he be, he be, he be pissing the other man off. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's, I mean, so Kim got out in these streets. My, my personal opinion is that she got out in these streets and realized that Kanye might be the best I'm gonna do. And that fool has managed to generate a billion dollars. And Kanye, you know, Kanye can have other women. I mean, you know, but does Kanye really want to start over? And who wants to be bothered with the Kardashians? I don't know. You know, Kanye, he would have an easier time, in my personal opinion, of getting someone decent than she would. I think it's back, Kanye, I personally think, you know, you've got four, first of all, you got four kids by her. But I wouldn't go back to her because I just really believe, my personal opinion, just it's not that I don't believe Kim cares for Kanye, because I do believe Kim cares for Kanye, okay? But I don't think she's a person that, 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 she, that if he really is dealing with a mental illness, the last thing he needs is the Kardashians. I mean, who are who are such fame seekers and fame, uh, you know, who get thrills off of fame and everything. You know, I don't know. I mean, she showed her hand, really. You know, when when he when when he was having breakdowns and shit, she was running away most of the time. You know, and I think that Kim didn't understand that there's gonna be a price for being with this man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he 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 legitimized you in some ways. I don't really think that's you know. You know, I understand these decisions that Kim made. I think Kim made a decision because she she thought Kanye was a good dude, but she didn't ask. And you know, she didn't she didn't 
she didn't put in mind his mental health. And I'm sure he was showing little signs of crazy. But she thought, you know, I can overlook, because, cause, you know, the Kanye she was dating was a little different. It's, this Kanye has evolved. <laughs> Even in the, the his mental, what looks like mental illness. So I think she didn't count the cost. You know what I'm saying? She like, and she was popping out them babies quick, and we know why people, listen, Kim, shit, we know when girl women, not us, but women can pop out babies that, so, you know, because they, they, oh, they have a, a dibs on the estate. <laughs> not all the time, but Kim Kardashian's case with Kris Jenner has her mama, and she was trying to pop them out real fast. That's go digger one-on-one. Uh, I really, I think Kim just realized in this street the stock has gone down and that, you know, she's not going to get another Kanye West probably more than likely unless he has children or he he's willing to put up with Kanye's antics and stuff like that. It's going to be hard to find a man who wants to deal with all the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Some men like, fine ain't everything, shit. I want peace. <laughs> Oh, this show, this show, this show Oh, Lord, can we talk about Shikari yet? Shikari's ass, y'all got mad, y'all mad out here at Shikari Are y'all mad at Shikari? First y'all was all happy about Shikari I told y'all was getting mad at me, telling me, you being hard on Shikari I said that the girl, if she's smoking weed, she didn't have Before a a week, what was happening days before the Olympics? Before the Olympic test the Olympics get to give you a lot. I said that she, she her judgment wasn't sound, and that she needs to sit her ass down somewhere. <laughs> That's facts. So what is it y'all want? <sighs> Let's talk about Shakori. Let me pull it up. Y'all got mad at Shakori this week because she went after somebody else. What she 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 went up. She was talking about something. What, what was she doing? Uh, Shakori comes for Allison Felix Black Twitter Comes for her After y'all been defending her bullshit For the last couple of weeks But okay According to BlackEnterprise.com Track star Shakori Richardson May have had the chance to run her race At the Olympics uh, May have never had the chance to run her race at the Olympics But Black Twitter says she is running her mouth And this time she's going to get this lesson Okay Allison Felix The most decorated Olympics ever appeared on Jimmy Kimmel's Live and asked fans and athletes to support Richardson, who has been uh, receiving backlash for coming in dead last after racing in the uh, Prefontaine class, okay? People have also been giving her flack over her failed drug test that prevented her from competing in the Tokyo Olympics. Felix said, I know that she's obviously been through so much, and I hope that she's supported, and I hope people rally around her. She added, obviously she has great a great personality, and she brought a lot of attention to the spot sport, and I think she'll be, uh, be in the sport for a very long time, okay? Felix went on to say, I think just more than anything for all athletes, there's so much that goes into it. Just give her the support she needs. Richardson, 21, did not thank thank Felix, but instead used the opportunity to go on Instagram and say, encouraging words on TV shows are just as real, are just as real as well, nothing at all, she wrote. Oh, 
Black Twitter uh, took to the took to the shade and sounded off on uh, uh, on coming to Felix's defense, saying Richardson lacks tact, humility, and sportsmanship. Okay, listen, no, no, Black Twitter, Black people, Black. This is why I talk about Black people, especially Adolf FBA, because you you constantly do this shit. And what I mean by Adolf, American descendants play. We support the wrong motherfuckers. We do. We put our back. We 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 put backing on people who we know. We know. You know. You, we try to give them excuses for she. Oh, it's okay because she black. It, it's okay. She don't. She smoked that weed a week before her most important thing in her life. That's okay. She did that. She was having a mental health moment, and I was willing to go with that shit because her mom died. I can under—I mean, I can empathize with anybody who goes through death in their family and anything like that. Hey, she and, she, and sitting out for that, I said okay. But then she went on a few months later, going to the this this. Uh, she was talking shit, and she went into the. Uh, this other's Nike thing, which I was like, what the fuck? You need to sit your ass out and be really practicing and getting ready for the next thing, but you need to sit out for a while. So I wasn't surprised that her ass came in dead last because she's been talking shit ever since. I mean, her little personality was showing up, and it, it just was like, you know, the judgment wasn't sound. Sometimes there's, I always say the quote, I love Joyce Meyer's quote. My fa- One of my favorite quotes from Joyce Meyer is, don't let your... Talent put you where your character can't keep you. Joyce, that's a word, boy. Joyce, Joyce be giving some words, okay? Listen, I'm just, did we not know this? Did we not? Can we quit supporting people's dumb dumb stuff? Like, y'all want to support, y'all wanted to support dumb. Like, Naomi, I was okay with y'all supporting Naomi, the mental illness thing. But I was not okay with Naomi trying to specialize herself. Like, I, I don't want to talk to reporters when everybody and nobody else was complaining about talking about to reporters but her ass, okay? And then I understand anxiety and stuff like that. Then maybe you need to sit your ass out a little bit and get it together. I mean, that's right. That's not the fact because that's a part of the job. And I ain't trying to be hard, but we making we making these kids out here. Y'all making it's too y'all make. And it sounds like I'm being hardcore, you know, because I understand the structure sometimes that back in my day and the day in the, and even my grandparents' day and stuff like that, parents were a much more different thing, and we've learned things and we've evolved as a species since then as human beings. But y'all are creating some weak motherfuckers out here. I, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I'm just, I ain't going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, because y'all trying to keep them from things that y'all can, y'all went through and I understand that bad abusive situations, but we gotta we gotta uh, distinguish between abuse and somebody just uh, getting in your ass so that you can do the right thing. Okay, I mean there's a difference. Okay, sometimes you need a parent to be hard and tell you, no, you need to get your ass up. It's time for school. <laughs> no. You don't need that. You don't need a joint to get you through the day, okay? You need to get your ass uh, uh, and fix and face some life, okay? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying. We, we, we. Now it's like you say anything to any of these kids out here. Oh, wait a minute! Don't talk to them like that. They're so they're sensitive, and it's just. 
it's just creating a generation of just, I ain't never seen no shit like I see, like some of y'all I see, but some of y'all, I, I be talking to my friends, my family, going through, they just, I ain't seen no shit like this, the way this, this generation be like, I was even talking to my own little niece cousins, I was telling them, I said, shit, I said, hey, y'all didn't want them to smoke with grandma like I had it. Like, when I was growing up, my grandma didn't play. My grandma was like, oh, no. Even though my grandmother was kind of like a jaded pink, I feel like a kind of parent, but she she was still tough, you know, with certain things. There were certain things you just had to do. Like, you wasn't going to, you wasn't going to, we, we, we ain't going to play no games and act like you can't, you can't do this or you too. You know what I'm saying? And I had anxiety and stuff. But, you know, she, she, had, she had, sometimes you have to do things in spite of anxiety, in spite of fear. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't like the shit. Okay. And you little kids, they don't want to get, y'all want it real comfortable. Y'all just want it comfortable. Like, I just know Venus and Serena be looking at them like, I know they do. They ain't, they ain't got to say it. They ain't going to say it out loud because it ain't the politically correct thing to do. But I know they're going to be like, our ass was out in the middle of Compton trying to learn to play tennis with gunshots firing over our heads in the middle of the crack epidemic. And you motherfuckers is complaining and asking for quiet rooms. <laughs> Secretly laughing, y'all. I know I would. I'd be secretly laughing. I'd be like, damn. I know everybody go through their things. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own things. But listen, I mean, this, think about what they had to go through. The first being our first black girls up there dominant. How people was talking about them, calling them names and monkeys. And, and you up here crying. I'm like, I just said they asked me questions that make me think I'm going to lose. <laughs> no, I'm not teasing. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, it's not that I don't have. I don't have any empathy. I just think it's kind of funny. I mean, it's just you know. It's like that's not. You're not going through nothing. I mean, I mean, I know it's something for you because you y'all really don't go through nothing. That's the thing. Your parents. Most people have really protected people from going through anything. And these kids, they can't go through nothing now. <laughs> Oh, and the way and the rate and at the rate and at the rate of decline America is going in right now, you little kids better learn how some toughness. You better get some toughness, because hopefully we ain't in no we don't got no wars coming and nothing crazy happening up in these streets here. Y'all better get some toughness. Serious, really, so serious. <laughs> I'm not laughing either. I'm quit laughing. Yeah, I'm laughing, but you know. <sighs> When we get back, R. Kelly can't sell his catalog. How y'all not? I wish I had some money. I wish, R. Kelly, I'd buy it if I had money, if I had the bag. And I, I, I don't give a F what y'all think. I don't give a fuck. I would not care what y'all thought about me. I'd be stepping in the name of love with my little investment. R. Kelly, that catalog is going to be worth a lot of money. And you know what? And if a white person buy it, won't be no criticism. And keep it up in their little collection. Won't nobody have nothing to say about it, okay? Like that. Shit. Some of y'all better go get some of y'all music from his ass. See if y'all can get one <laughs> them hit songs. Well, he wrote like B2K's whole damn uh, thing, didn't he? Or somebody. So, uh, yeah, B2K, y'all better put y'all money together and see if y'all can buy, like, maybe he'll sell it in sections. <laughs> Shit. That's what we're going to go see if he'll buy, he can buy Fortune's ass. <laughs> Y'all better get him, get him while he got that seal. The seal look like it's gonna be on. <laughs> it ain't funny, but it's sad. All right, we gonna talk about that. We gonna talk about how uh, B and Jay Z have had just 
the worst week ever. Oh, God. Oh, Beehive. Hi. I'm ready to check in the Ramada Inn. Actually, I've got my key today. <laughs> I've already checked in. I'm ready. Because <laughs> I got a lot of shit to say. I'm even going to talk about Miss Tina's ass, too. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of day. <laughs> I know you guys will enjoy it. I hear the I hear the buzzing around me already. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about uh, Steph Curry's parents out in these streets. Sonia and Dale decide to file for divorce after 33 years of marriage, and they asses get messy with it, too. <laughs> no, not Sonia and Dale. <laughs> but am I surprised? No. Because remember a couple years ago at the game when she was caught sitting on that man's lap, and everybody's like, what? You know, whatever, because y'all was already hyped. All the men was going off about Sonya Curry, okay? And when she they started sitting on the men's lap, I had a feeling they, this is my personal opinion, they were separated at that time because he didn't hardly blink. He didn't like, it was like, almost like he didn't care. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they separated. Because it was like, you know, it was weird. But we're going to talk about that. You know what? Here's what I think it is. You know what I'm saying? I think Sonya been with him. You know, you can tell when she was on the red tabletop. Sonya's one of them type of girls, like, she, she's, even has an older one, Sonya, Sonya Curry, this is just my personal look at her from what I saw on Red Tabletop, okay, and I really was impressed with her on Red Tabletop. I think that she has always probably been a pretty woman, she probably got married to Dale Curry, he was the thing to marry, you know, he got, he was a basketball player, got it going on and stuff like that, and it was probably real fun and exciting and shit at the beginning, because I think her ass is a Gemini, I think I looked her ass up, okay. You know, Gemini's, you can't bore their asses. They like Scorpios. You know, Scorpios, we be if we get bored, we be like, fuck, we be ready, we be ready to go. <laughs> but Gemini's really can't take boredom. <laughs> so I think that this is he that over the years he ain't as exciting no more. You know, he ain't he's retired now. His ass like just wants to sit around and and, and Sonya still look young and still real cute and attracting the young boys out in these streets. Sonya like, I ain't got time to play old man games with you. <laughs> but we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when we get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, uh, here is Chucky Booker. I love this one. Turned away. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment.
Janet Jackson song, Better Days. I love that song. Okay? That is one of my favorites from Janet. Leaving no shit behind and move on with my life. That's that's the mood I'm in, Janet. <laughs> yes, I love that song. It is the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I am back on the show. Oh, my God, we got so much to talk about. Do we start with Beyonce and Jay-Z? Who's had such a bad week? <laughs> it all started with a Tiffany ad and a Basquiat. How <laughs> you think that? I always mess his name up. Painting. Y'all didn't even notice the diamond at first because I was too busy paying attention to the Basquiat. <laughs> then y'all recognize the diamond. They start bragging on a diamond to get away from the pain. <laughs> and then I'll help her loose. Oh, Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Come close, Tiffany advertisers. Had you been listening to my show for the last few months, when I've been talking about these, particularly Beyonce, being an overhyped pop star that everything, for the last several years, everything Beyonce has touched has not been such has not been the might as such. It's it's been the opposite. She's been on the decline. Hey, hey, don't be eyes. I was getting ready to say something nice. I say stuff nice about Beyonce. Yeah, I had a nice week last week. Okay. Now that doesn't mean she isn't a great performer. She's a good performer. She's overhyped. The music is okay. The performances are great. Hey, don't get mad. And she's so cute. She's a doll baby, okay? Uh, okay, let's, let's talk about it, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Beyonce, Jay-Z, blasted over by Seattle Hannon and Tiffany and company ad. This is according to New York Post. This is how the week started for them, okay? First of all, Tiffany, there's a lot of things I want to say before I get into this article to Tiffany. Here's the first thing. I think that if you're, because, you know, a lot of these people think they're appealing to black black people today. You know, they want to particularly, and realize, too, in a, you know, ADOS, appealing to ADOS, American descendants of slaves. And I know you advertisers like to pile everybody in, and, and FBA and, and, and different, uh, different people of black America. We're all different, okay? So we have different cultures, the black America does, and everything. So you have to, you know, watch how you advertise to us. One of the ways I thought Tiffany could have did a better thing is creating a line, like, you know, a Tiffany line or something that celebrates black history or something about it, and using several celebrities to these two overbloated hype machines, okay? But I digress, okay? Uh, <laughs> let's read the article. It says, this is a real uh, backyard. I don't know if I'm going to say his name right. Case, okay? New York. City's preeminent power couple, are they? Because they don't even live in New York. Beyonce and Jay-Z are facing backlash all, all, online after appearing in the new Tiffany and Company advertising the campaign that features a never-before-seen painting by the late artist Jean, Jean, Jean Macaro Basquiat. I don't know if I always say his name. Right. Many critics are wondering how the anti-capitalist <laughs> would have felt. <laughs> I'm not featured in the community. <laughs> Well, let me just explain something about him nowadays, okay? Because he has become the symbol of, because this is, here's my personal opinion about him. 
he wasn't he claimed to be an anti capitalist, but he still he did like a capitalist sort of lifestyle. I mean, it seems like the more he got into if you've ever watched a story about him or read things about him, I'm pretty fascinated by him. Even though I don't say his name right all the time. I'm very fascinated by him. Because he, he he claimed to want this type of life but he always was around the fabulous people. <laughs> he was, he was. And now today, he has become a symbol for certain people to display their wealth, seeing that you have uh, a Bacchiat painting is big deal and shit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Even though some of them, let me just say this, I'm more intrigued by what his meaning behind his paintings, because a lot of his paintings, like, I can do. <laughs> no, 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 that ain't me. It's facts. You guys have seen them in person. It's facts. But it was more his meaning behind things and stuff like that. And he was such an interesting man, right? Okay? So, uh, but these two, but he was very unique, okay? And so I, I, I also think it was using these two who are overinflated and over bloated. They are the definition of capitalism unrestricted. Because I like, I'm a capitalist. I just believe in we have to have restrictions because capitalism can go crazy and stuff like that. Regulations and stuff. Unregulated. This is Beyonce and Jay-Z. Beyonce and Jay-Z are like over the top bloat bags. Like, like they're like a, a, what can I say? They're like a what is it? What's the what's those things when you put money into them and they're uh oh god I just had the word they're like a a stock what's the stock and people invest like a, an investor investment firm capitalist firm or something that is uh, that uh, their stocks have been overinflated <laughs> that's Daisy and Beyonce particularly Beyonce where they, their stocks has she has a lot of like she is like a what is it. What do you call them? The pyramids? What are they? What are they? What are they? What they always trying to get the guy on billions for? I mean, what is it? Like, uh, it's not real. When you look at their numbers, their numbers are not real. They're smoking mirrors. Like, you know, they're like an overinflated stock, right? It's like, that's what I feel like Jay-Z and Beyonce are, okay? Um, many, uh, uh, love is the diamond that the jewelry and art de- uh, decorates. The hip hop paramount. And see, they didn't even you couldn't even see the jewelry hardly at first. Told People magazine of the controversial new advertising entitled About Love, which debuted globally on September the second. It will reportedly appear across all digital billboards in Times Square. The company said it chose to feature the Carters as their thirteen year relationship epitomized the modern love story. <laughs> so uh so the swanky image inside Los Angeles iconic Harlem House show Beyonce 39 reckoning, rocking a chick black dress, mesh gloves, and updo hairstyle, a clear homage to Ozzy Hepburn character. The 1960 room, more rom-com breakfast at Tiffany's, encircling the singer's neck is a massive 30 million Tiffany yellow diamond necklace, a stone Hepburn had famously worn while promoting the film. Not to be outdone, Beyonce's other half, 51, sports a suit, Gene Scomberger, legendary bird on a rock brooch. Here, uh, repurposed, has a set of, of stylish cufflinks, okay? However, the gym and Cluster promos take, take has seemingly uh, a paradoxical turn by featuring paintings by uh, uh, Basquiat, 
a 1980s New York expressionist known for his graffiti-inspired paintings that fo- uh, focused on class dichotomies in America, okay? The artwork entitled Equals uh, Pi was originally part of the Brooklyn-born uh, artist's uh, private collection, but was recently bought by Tiffany and Company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? Can I just say something to you that would have been neat? Because Tiffany and Company, and see, this is this is... I would have preferred them to use somebody too from like a Haitian background because the uh, black guy was Haitian. I think he's Haitian and Puerto Rican or something like that. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It would be neat. I mean, you can use any black people, but any black people can, you know, rep, you know, rep, love on his paintings and stuff. I, I, I'm a big fan, but at the same time, it would have been neat to like. This tells me that Jay Z and Beyonce, like I keep trying to tell y'all, they they are put into stuff because they don't have no clue. Like sometimes, and I understand, you know, and they try to appear smarter than what they are, and they end up always looking crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. But anyway, it says the Moet Hennessy, uh, Louis Vuitton SE subsidiary thought the painting cameo was spitting as they came in their signature Robin eggshell uh, blue. No. Okay, they said that the blue painting is not by chance. The color is so specific that it has to be some kind of homage, she insisted. Okay, however, the artwork's appearance in the advertising divided social media. Uh, listen, here's the thing. And he used to give away a lot of his paintings, too, okay? But it says uh, he was art. his art was all about pain and beauty in low places. But also, he was, uh, he liked fabulous nightlife. There was a lot of things about him that was... <laughs> A little bit of a, uh, uh, he had a, which all humans do, you know, uh, uh, hypocrisy about him too, okay? So, uh, uh, listen, here's the thing. I say that the crime here was using was using overinflated uh, pop stars like Beyonce and Jay-Z and not using very unique, creative people with this painting, okay? I, I mean, I really feel that was the problem, okay? Beyonce and Jay-Z like to think they're that, but they're not. They want to be that. They want to be a part of the cool kids club, meaning the cool kids who are the unusual, unique. You know, there's a popular, popular Jackson, stuff like that. That's Beyonce's in the club, right? But they want to be a part of that. Remember, the, you know, the cool, unusual punk rock kids or the kids who have their own vibe, that think their own way, a lot of their things, their mind, they're not nerds, they're just kind of cool, distinctive, like the Kurt Cobain's, the, the, uh, I, the, the Bacchiat, the, uh, the, uh, uh, people like, uh, like I said, Chardes of the world, the D'Angelo's and stuff, the princes, that they really want that. <laughs> but they're not that. And that was a little bit – so when you put them in a, this sort of setting with this painting and everything, they don't really know. They don't, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, they like, you know, they don't really know what it's going to entail because they really they're, – they're people who have been told to do most of their – what to do most of their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like, I feel like Jay-Z's a thinker, but I also feel that Dame Dash did a lot of the, the mental. Like, Dame Dash probably would have caught that, like, right off. And he would have been like, yeah. Like, he might, like, because he, he's, even though he's a little, uh, uh, you know, overindulgent over the top sometimes himself, but I feel like he would have, he, he's, a, he's a more of a complex thinker. Like, he would have said, yo, that's, that's not going to turn out. It's going to turn out kind of wild or whatever, you know. Like, he, like, he would see, he understood Jay-Z's lane and helped Jay-Z to save it, right? And it's not about growth. Of course, Jay-Z has grown over the years, but I also think that Jay-Z has grown into situations that have become massively uh, overinflated and kind of bigger than life, kind of the legend is more uh, more legend than fact. <laughs> it's smoke and mirrors, okay? But uh, here somebody said, insane to me that rich people can't just buy art from artists who have passed and no one else gets to see it. Kind of gross. IMO, like these pieces should be able to be seen by everyone. That's literally what Bastiat would have wanted. Well, he did give away a lot of his paintings. He was an interesting character. He gave away his painting sometimes to some people who use it. I mean, he, I, I feel like he was a dichotomy of things. If you ever missed it, read about him, or and I, I really love. Uh, there's an old movie that was done by I forget the guy from Westworld, who who played him once. It's a really good movie. But I would really love to see um, for the newer generations something done about him. Uh, hey. A documentary or something, because I for to reintroduce him to to uh, the young people of today. But what would be interesting is to see, because there were so many dynamics to him. I feel like in one way, on one end, he he wanted to be this. He was a part of this cool kid thing, but at the same time, and who can blame him? He was attracted to the good life, right? <laughs> he was. I mean, you you read about him. He was. I mean, he was always hanging out with the fabulous people at the fabulous. I mean, he was kind of a little bit, even though it was a, in a unique way. It wasn't like in a crazy way. It was in a, you know what I'm saying, a very unique vibe. So, listen, that would be something really neat to see a new generation, like a new documentary, several documentaries about him. But I would love to see a new documentary done, especially if it's interest in him and stuff like that. Uh and kind of like the history of his life, his family, what is you know, all that stuff. I think that would be really pretty too. But JC and Beyonce, they're just overbloated. I knew this wasn't gonna turn out well. When I first looked at it, I was like, But where's the jury? And I laughed because I knew that was gonna be a problem. The moment I saw it, I said, Uh oh because it's them wanting to be cool. And they don't understand when they should have just done one that was fabulous because that's really their lane. Like you should have just said, you shouldn't have tried to put that painting up there. It has to show your wealth or your, you know, because you don't understand everything, the dynamics of it. You know, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it was just weird. Also, people say, then after that, y'all got mad at Beyonce about wearing the diamond, okay? Now, Listen, I can't get on about the diamond. I like some diamonds. I don't. I can't say I know the blood diamond history and all that stuff. But shit. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I'm with Miss Tina on it, man. Some of y'all can't be getting on about the diamond, okay? But it says, Beyonce disappointed and angry after unknowingly winning $30 million Tiffany blood diamond has her mother Tina knows hits back righteous activist online criticizer the superstar, DailyMail.com. This is a question. Now, now, Beyonce unknowingly, but this is what I come to. Beyonce trying to always appear as something she isn't. They always try to make her deep. They always try to make her this artist that would do, that would study, like look to see. Because at first, right after they realized the, the, the painting, the Basquiat painting was a problem, they started focusing on that fucking diamond. They said she was the third black woman, which I was really like, who gives a fuck that you the third black, you the first black woman to wear that, a yellow diamond? Don't nobody give a fuck. I mean, it's just, it's just, it was just a stupid. <laughs> it was just, I don't know who the, who, the, who the marketer was for this campaign, but y'all fucked up. But anyway, it was it, it was messed up to get Beyonce and Jay Z in the first place because you know y'all obviously don't know. Well, here's the here's the thing. I mean, they started bragging on her being the first African American woman to wear this diamond because they were trying to get away from the painting. Ah, it only ran into more problems. <laughs> it says uh, Beyonce modeled the fame. 128.5 karat Tiffany Diamond for a new campaign making her the fourth female and first black woman to ever wear the gym. The yellow diamond, which was 287.42 carats when found, came from a colonial mine in Kimberley, South Africa in 1877 and has been labeled a blood... No! <laughs> oh! Not labeled a blood diamond. Oh shit! See, that's what happened because they tried to run away from the painting, only to run into the. Oh. And I thought it, but I thought it was a crazy brag to say that she was the first. Like, I was like, so, like, so what? I mean, it's a nice diamond. I mean, I mean, even though it was, a, it's a blood diamond. That's just nice. But listen, here's the thing. Wow, like. You try to appear in an ad to be that type of person that you're smart and that you look. That's why I just say they run into so many issues by appearing to be other things that they're not, right? <laughs> and anybody can run into this issue, okay? But uh, it says that 18 has been labeled a blood diamond. Black laborers were forced to work in horrendous conditions at Kimberly Mines in a minuscule pay while under British, British colonial rule, okay? Tiffany and company and Beyonce have clashed over the campaign, with many slamming the brand for continuing to use the diamond despite its origin. But what they going to do? They, you know, what they going to put the like the shit up? I mean, seriously, what y'all want them to do with the diamond, okay? You know how much shit they use in their complaints? Which Africans participate in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You don't know how much shit they use, okay? Uh, I understand the blood diamonds change. It was a whole movie, you know. People, people was very upset for blood diamonds. People always taking up things. They said Beyonce is said to be disappointed, and angry at unknown at the unknowing modeling blood diamond. Now she's bragging on it at first. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know Beyonce. I'm sorry. Hmm. Says according to the source close to Beyonce, the singer was unaware of the diamond's controversial history and has been left outraged over the fact that she was not given more information about the gym. No, 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 no. That's not an excuse. 
Don't you be mad at them. You a grown-ass motherfucking woman. No, 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 and no, and especially a Virgo's ass. A Virgo's ass, be like, uh, she, she knew, she just didn't want to look at She wanted to be fabulous and shit. <laughs> and so y'all heard well, and she's going to be singing about, you know, she's going to be singing about on the next song, I was the only black woman to wear the diamond. I'm a diva. I'm wearing a You know, she likes to brag and shit. So she's like, I'm the only one to wear a yellow diamond. Me and me and me and me and me wearing Tiffany diamonds. You know she's going to brag about that shit. You know. So I be I say, don't sit out here and act. <laughs> this is funny. Beyonce is aware of the criticism and is disappointed and angry that she wasn't made aware of questions about its history. And on, on insiders told the son, all you got to say, Beyonce, is put out there and says, I apologize. I really didn't understand the history of the diamond. I think it's still a beautiful diamond, but I didn't understand it. You know, I apologize to whoever, whoever was offended. But don't sit up there and act like you was upset. Did nobody tell you you're grown? <laughs> You're trying to use the diamond to take the attention off. It's almost like they set their asses up. But anyway, it says, Mail Online has uh, contacted representatives for Beyonce's Tiffany and Company for a comment. The Tiffany diamond at the center of the backlash was dug from the De Beers Kimberly Mine in Colonial South Africa in 1877 when black ladies were forced to work in horrendous conditions. Listen, I don't know where half the diamond. I got some diamonds on my thing. My way. I don't know where that shit come from. Serious, I ain't gonna look it up either. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at Beyonce for this. I'm serious. It's funny. It's funny because they was trying to. She was trying to about. She was about to have a bragging moment. <laughs> That's the funny part to me. But I ain't mad at her about this. This is a mistake anyone could have made. And you know what I'm saying? Her people should have known better though. That's why I'm just saying her her people should have known better. And it's often Beyonce's people who fuck her up. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but it says conditions outside of the mine were no better with the housing for workers featuring no natural water and all that stuff. Uh, traditionally, a blood diamond, also known as a conflict diamond, is any gem that has been mined and sold in order to fund military action against government. That's why I say I don't know if I'm wearing some blood diamonds. I don't know if they and then here's Tina, Miss Tina's ass. Miss Tina's the publisher. You know, she's the assistant publisher. <laughs> Y'all got to shut Miss Tina's ass up. <laughs> How many of you socially conscious activists own diamonds? Now, listen, Miss Tina, I'm going to be honest with you. If they're socially, if that are, they're that aware of those diamonds like that and they're arguing with you, they probably don't. Really, I know people who are like that who are against blood diamonds. They don't like the diamonds. They get weird wedding rings. They uh, they do, <laughs> they they uh, they wear um, instead of getting diamonds, they may get man-made diamonds and all kind of things. So, Miss Tina, you're wrong on that. Usually, if they brought it up, they're very aware of the situation. Unlike your daughter, who just shows up in the advertisement acting like she does, but doesn't really know. <laughs> Okay, well, guess what you, what did you go to try to check to see where the diamond came from? Probably not. So when you guys get engaged, you won't have a diamond. You're going to put on your sterling silver band, and you better check where it came from and the origin of where you where it came from and why you added, check out the cause for for the letter that you, you weird because they made it, made it come from another country to ban and not, 
<laughs> and not by God's right because you're righteous. Miss Tina, if they spoke on that, it's highly likely. Let me. This is why I'm saying, kind of, you're you and your family kind of sometimes just stuck in a cold. Y'all can't really see y'all in a bubble right now, and so it's hard to see. Remember regular people, but if they spoke on that blood diamond stuff. Most of the time they don't wear, especially if they're from countries in Africa and stuff like that, they may really be protesting diamonds and not wearing diamonds, especially when you see that in America. When you see somebody talking about blood diamonds and shit, they really are. Now, I don't care about Beyonce wearing I, I That's not my thing. I, I don't know where my diamond ring came from. I understand that situation, but those people you're fussing at, they don't, they're the type of people, most of those people are the type of people who don't do that. They, if they came with her, came at her with facts and stuff, they not just on the internet arguing. These are people who probably don't wear that, okay? And I know people like that, okay? <laughs> and so that you, you know, calm your ass down, Miss Tina, okay? Trying to be out here public, doing publicists uh, uh, for Beyonce's ex. Because Beyonce's ass can't talk. <laughs> Unless she's selling some Ivy Park. Some fucking ass Ivy <laughs> That new line is ugly. Are y'all going to be walking around? That new line is ugly. It's the ugliest one. I thought the first one was ugly. No, the new line is ugly. The second one was the cutest. The new line. had to process Jay-Z and Beyonce's Tiffany campaign for just a minute before saying anything, but how did no one see that whole first black woman marketing angle on this is not doing what they think it's doing? What the shit is a literal, uh, is a literal blood diamond, one fear is fear to use the word. That's why I said, if somebody knows about blood diamonds and they've taken the time to argue with you, most of the time, not all the time, let's say a follower, a bandwagon, they are probably real. They don't wear them. <laughs> and they do change to see where they come from. <laughs> uh, although Beyonce has yet to publicly comment on the furious controversy surrounding her new Tiffany campaign, her mother, Tina, knows, you know, Miss Tina going to say something, okay? Miss Tina, everybody, when they get engaged, don't wear a diamond, okay? Uh, writer Zoe Samaduski tweeted, Tiffany put Beyonce in a diamond discovered in a colonial mine in Kimberley, 1877, that no black woman has ever worn in the ad with a never-ever-before-seen uh, bo- box yacht and then pledged $2 million in scholarships and internships to HBCUs. Another person wrote, this is not just a necklace, this is a blood diamond that was mined off the blood of South Africans. If they didn't meet their quota, their hands and feet were mutilated and killed. Listen, this is <laughs> this is the end of the smoke, I think. My personal, they're going to try to create some more smoke and mirrors for y'all, but I feel like the smoke and mirrors, the smoke that's around Beyonce and Jay-Z is just starting to, just, people are starting to see like, oh, oh. <laughs> y'all got what we saw. <laughs> Well, no, I think they're coming to see they're not what they thought. You know, there's a price for the overhype. I mean, you know, and I know what the next thing people are going to say. They build you up just to tear you down. And they do do that. People do build you up to tear you down in life. But Beyonce and Jay-Z, it's a different sort of thing. They've been hyped up. 
especially Deontay, hyped up. It's just like overly hyped. <laughs> and so the downfall was, it's like building, you know, it's like the Tiffany ad and the Basquiat painting and all this stuff was, you know, remember the, what's the story of the three little piggies and, and they had the different houses and one had a house built of stone, of brick. And and the wolf came along and said, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. And the wolf, the rock, it stood. But then they came to the one with the sticks house. He's like, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. And it's Beyonce's house is falling all over the place because <laughs> it's made of sticks. <laughs> stick house. Beyonce's a stick house. But lots of, lots of pretty decorations in the front and shit. Like she's so selected, yeah. I think it's been declined too. And Tiffany, if somebody at Tiffany thought it was a good idea to play her out this way, but Tiffany, you're going to be glad that you found out about these advertisements was bad from the, in, the, in the end. Because you, you should have made a line for black people or something like that. You should have did something celebrating maybe black American achievements or something like that. And you shouldn't have just used these two. Because <laughs> I know you're trying to pinpoint black, black Americans or something. But here's the thing: you pick somebody whose house was made of sticks, and if the wolf like blocks out and and the blood diamond can easily come and blow down. <laughs> the wolf showed up in the painting in the in the yellow diamond. <laughs> Who are these advertisers gonna start thinking? Disney's already like, now we lost money. On that black is king shit. You gonna have to show that on ABC probably for free, idiots. <laughs> so Disney's probably thinking like, damn, we had a horrible campaign, and now Tiffany's like, oh my god, oh my god, y'all starting to look bad out in these streets. <laughs> Disney like, we had to sell, we had to wrap her album up twice to change your name, and it still didn't work. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm making Beyonce sing so serious. I'm sorry. Should I go on to my next story? Sorry. It's so much fun, though. It's not fun because I really don't want, you know, because they built her up such hype around her that you hate to see the fall fall happening. I really, I know y'all don't think I do, y'all think, because I really like, I do like certain things about her. I just feel like she's an illusion, right? And so I feel like when you pretend to be something that you're not, like it starts to fuck you. So, I mean, I've had that happen to myself, you know, where I pretend to be, and it's like, damn, it always comes to fun. I'm like, damn it, I can't keep it together. <laughs> like, you really need to learn how to do it, or you really need to understand it, because you can't, you know. It's like, and 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 I understand it's probably hard for her because you know, when your house is made not of stone but of sticks and all everything, and the outside looks all pretty and glamorous, <laughs> but really everybody thinks you're the biggest star in the world, but really everything you touch has been on the decline. But they hype you up as if it's 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 really do. It's like. Ew. <laughs> and then they put you in something that you want to be attached to, but you didn't really make the. And what I mean by this is, she didn't really make the uh, 
the decisions. I think I said last week, she didn't make the decisions in her career to be aligned with things like a, a, a Basquiat painting where people wouldn't think twice, okay? Like if D'Angelo shows up in an in a, in a, in a ad with a Basquiat, people probably wouldn't think twice about it. Or Maxwell. <laughs> because they're unusual, right, and different. And they represent kind of this odd kind of like neo soul <laughs> So it would be along that kind of energy, right? But these two show up in it and everybody's like, eh. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I got to quit laughing. This is funny. I feel like, you know, I feel bad because I've been on them for the last few weeks. Am I, am I, am I, am I psychically predicting the downfall? No, I think there'll be a, I think Beyonce, I have a nice another album or something. You know, they go overhyping this time. It's just that, you know, here's the thing is, is to find your lane and find who you really are as an artist and quit lying to yourself. <laughs> Like, really do you. Like, really do you. And if there's something you don't know, you just don't know it. Quit trying to act like you do. I mean, it's just like, it's like she, she, this, the, the, the ugly blue ivy, I mean, not the blue ivy, the other ugly ivy park line. She's now trying to say, well, I made this for, with, with black cowboys in mind. It's like they tried to always attach it to something. <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, a dedicate to the black cowboys. Is that what it was? Or did y'all just come up with that? Like, oh, because <laughs> the black stuff is happening right now. Like, the black cowboys walking around with their asses out. <laughs> it's like funny, some funny shit. Like, it's, it's just funny. It's like you, you laugh at her when she comes up with stuff like this. You, go try, you start laughing because you really don't feel that she's connected to that. You feel like, who told you to do that? Okay, Beyonce, I stop. I will stop because I think people give give guys are getting mad. I'm sorry. Let me move on. Funny <laughs> <is> shit, though. <laughs> oh. <sighs> she said she didn't know. They didn't tell me. <laughs> they don't tell you a lot, do they, dear? But you got to use that Virgo and Scorpio moon because you got, you, Beyonce, you literally have a Virgo sun and a Scorpio moon with a little bit of Scorpio. You're, you, you, you're so powerful. Just grab a hold to the area of what you, quit trying to hype yourself and really do something great. And quit, like, when you don't do something great, your people overhype it for you. I mean, it's just like, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. So like, like the music is not that great, but they overhype the music because of the performance skills, right? Okay, God, I just stop. I'll stop. I'm ready to talk about R. Kelly. R. Kelly can't sell his music catalog out here in these streets. Yo, like all you people right now, maybe he'll break it up. All you people who got, you know, uh, you know, y'all got me, you know, he done wrote for a lot of people out here in these streets. Y'all better go try and see if y'all can find that. See if you can sell y'all pieces in these songs or something like that. It says, broke alone, or Kelly can't find buyer to purchase his music publishing catalog. Man, when the, 
You know what? This is listen. It's not that I don't think R. Kelly got some issues, and he's had some issues with young girls. Okay. The one thing that makes R. Kelly look real bad, I'm gonna just be honest with you. The one thing I don't believe half them little young girls have been going up on the fingers and stuff. I don't, especially the one little girl who said she was outside of the everyday of his uh, his pornography trial. And she lied about her age to his people and told him she was 19. Six. I can't believe nothing you said. Okay? Because you started off lying. <laughs> okay? And I feel like so many of these people are now get, kicking R. Kelly in the ass because he's down the down trajectory. I think there's a lot of men out here who like young women, who, who mess with younger girls. Uh, not just not to excuse it. But I really feel like the one thing that makes R. Kelly look guilty, it's almost as if, say, for instance, you know, he couldn't get away with it. After he married Aaliyah, at this point, they could put anything on him. After that, anything, whether it was true or not true, because that was such a shocking situation at that time. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that shit like that wasn't happening, but it was a shocking situation. And I had people thought I've excused it over the years. No, what I said is that Aaliyah's fifteen was different than the average girl's fifteen because Aaliyah was traveling the world and doing all kind of shit. You know, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm not saying that R. Kelly should have taken advantage of that, but I'm just saying it was different. Being in the recording industry at that time, not that he should be messing with a fifteen year old, but I think that that relationship. Help whatever was at that point when he got found out with that, he should have made sure that at that point he was not running around here with no young. He shouldn't have had no young girls in the studio, no this and that. It's all like Michael Jackson. After the first uh, time that somebody accused him of doing something with child molestation, it was almost anybody could accuse him and even be lying. I think a lot of these girls are lying, and some of them I think are telling maybe you know, perhaps telling the truth. But I think it's a mixed bag, okay? And I think it comes with so many mixed scenarios. And I think there are people who love to see this downfall of R. Kelly because R. Kelly was, listen, an artist like R. Kelly was brought in the industry to fail, in my opinion. These people around him knew he was going to be a failure. His mind was not right. He was he couldn't read or write. Nobody tried to help him get better. Uh, he couldn't uh and that's what caused him probably be attracted to young ass girls because he's immature. So he stops at a certain age. He himself was damaged. That's no excuse for being a, 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 a having a problem with young girls. But I'm just saying these motherfuckers brought him in this industry. I'm talking about these these executives and shit. Knew he had motherfucking problems. Carried covered that shit for years. Executives, musicians, all kind of people covered that shit for years. He was bought in to be built up and to fail, and so that they eventually take his fucking music catalog, and then after he done did something, hopefully he don't do nothing to himself or something like that, then they'll blow this shit up again. You know what I'm saying? Suddenly, I tell you, you'll be a hero after you die, because <laughs> they want to make money. And it's been a lot of, let me tell you something, in R&B, see, this is what we don't really want to talk about in, in the music industry, period. See, R. Kelly's not the only one, and people love the, the, the sound from R. Kelly, but Elvis Presley, You don't act like we didn't know Priscilla Presley was living at Elvis when she was living with Elvis when she was 12 or 13. Come the fuck on. Uh, not only Elvis Presley, uh, 
uh, uh, uh, uh, y'all don't really want to hear. Y'all, y'all gonna cuss me out. Talking about Mark. Rumor was he liking? He was messing with him young too. But hey, I mean, I'm just. Wait, do we really want to have these discussions that some of these people fucked up and they eat? Uh, James Brown was kicking women's ass. But y'all call him the godfather of soul and sampled his ass more than any damn body. Hmm? I was just saying, and he was kicking people's asses. I mean, Tammy Terrell's mama didn't want hardly nobody at her child's funeral because she said she, one of the reasons allegedly Tammy Terrell's mama didn't want nobody at funeral because she felt like she felt that like who killed her daughter was James Brown and what's his name? Uh, what's uh, what's the other one from Temptation? What's the dude from the Temptation? I forgot his name. The the lead singer. She she felt like they used to beat her ass so much that they caused her to have cancer and her brain cancer. They started kicking because she was getting kicked in the head and shit allegedly. They don't really want to have these discussions. I have Marvin allegedly got one of his family, underage family members. I, I don't even, because we don't really want to have these. We want to pick on R. Kelly's ass, okay? But it's a lot of people in the music business. Y'all ain't going to talk about Y'all better hope Foxy Brown's book, because that's going to be the other part of the smoke that's going to fall, <laughs> where the smoke goes clear the room with. Foxy Brown got a book coming down. Hey. Pay her now. <laughs> if it's a legend out in these streets, Foxy might got some things to say. Now, she was underage and dating a certain rapper. I really want to have these discussions. <sighs> R. Kelly is looking to raise money rather quickly, according to reports. He is trying to sell his publishing rights, but no one is buying. Now that that's some bullshit. That's somebody. Now listen, this makes me think that there are cults in the music industry because that means somebody's telling people to stand the fuck down. Okay, so because I'd be buying his shit, I'd be like, damn that, because some white man gonna come along or some white person gonna come along. But no one is buying because people are trying to drive down the price of his shit. That, that, that's crazy. That's the craziest shit. That's something else. That's a, a that's a kind a, 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 an effort, a, like a a, a a unified effort to, for nobody to be buying. The disgraced crooner is apparently going through it like never before. A couple of weeks ago, his lawyer, Deverall L. Kennex, revealed that Robert's funds are almost completely exhausted, so much so he requested trial transcripts from him, which are usually provided at cost for free. According to Billboard magazine, his music publishing generates about $1.7 million a year. He's apparently trying to sell, but thus he, uh, thus far he's had no luck finding a buyer. Due to his association uh, to some very vile accusations, including sex trafficking, the industry has largely, largely turned their back on the penny popular, which is so funny because it's an industry full of that shit. You motherfuckers in that music industry, all of y'all probably get y'all fucking day if y'all been participating in this. Because, listen, here's the thing. I've heard about vile shit from a lot of people in that industry, okay? So they pick, they have their pickings and who they want to go down and who they want to go up, okay? 
So, you know, that's, that's this, is, this is fact. So that's why I just tell people, you get out there, because these motherfuckers, they probably keeping a dossier on your ass and ready to bring you down the moment. See, they that's why I say he was bought into fear. They knew they bring in people they specifically know that's fucked up. It's sort of like these, this industry picks fucked up people. Like, they don't pick no healthy people. They pick fucked up people to get out there and sell records and stuff. They know they're going to get their money back. We don't put we gonna we gonna put our money in this person who's so or the business make them so fucked up because there's so much available to them, so much access, so much temptation, so much of everything, and it eventually ends up being a destructive situation. And they got nerves enough to turn their back. They got books out here on that yo y'all asses having boy parties and, and you know don't let me get to talking about. Anyway, according to Billboard magazine, his music publishing, okay, it says due to his associate, okay, this includes his own record label, Sony Music. Mm. (laughs) It has been offered to funny Michael Jackson, now R. Kelly. That's interesting. I ain't saying shit. To me, a number of times by his team, and of course, I said no for obvious reasons, says American. Uh, let me see. Hypnosis Sons, founder and CEO of the Family of Music LTD. They are incredible sons in that catalog he has. But why would you take that kind of risk? There is no risk, motherfucker. You know, let me just say this. These people are lying their fucking asses off. If you are, there may be a risk with R. Kelly's song, but the songs that he wrote for other people, no. That Maxwell's ass can play Sing Fortunate right now at a fucking concert. Every motherfucker in that concert will be singing Fortunate. Okay, that's some bullshit. Okay, B2K toured half with half their catalog being written by R. Kelly's ass, and they they asses were selling out their little tours. So nobody giving a fuck. It, it's a bunch of Twitter, some Twitter liars on there talking about uh, playing like they against we against. Uh, or, like to me, those are campaigns put together by specific groups and people, but they don't give you a measure to what really. That's why I said the baby artist, like the baby getting canceled. He's really not getting canceled by the people. He's getting canceled by high-powered execs and music executives and stuff like that. Okay, but Art Kelly's ass. I'm gonna be honest with you. Let me tell y'all the truth. If Art Kelly got out here tonight, he could probably tour. Ten little ten little clubs and sell the fuck out. Ten twenty thousand dollars a pound. And people will come out and see his ass. Okay, I'm telling you. They might be little, but he still will be in demand. Okay? That's a lie. Y'all been told to stand the fuck down. That's probably what's going on. That's what makes me think there might be some little cult or something going on out here. Like they might be giving some having some little sacrifices or something. I don't know if y'all are sacrificing people, but y'all might be doing some wild shit. I don't know. Anywho, maybe, yeah, I don't know. This week, a witness t- at his federal trial claimed that one time she was out with him to dinner. He professed his love for very young girls. Even look at Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, he, he said while under earth. He's a genius, and I'm a genius. We would be allowed to do what we want. Look at what we give to the world. It's not only him. It's a lot of, I ain't going to even see a white entertainer right now who had an open relationship with uh or with an underage girl. Listen, this is always happening in rock and roll. Is this is it right? No, but it's happened, okay? 
you sometimes have to say to people, there are tons of people who are great geniuses. Like you can go to the jail right now and find some of the most talented motherfuckers you've ever seen in your life. They can paint. They can, you know where some of the most talent is in the jail. Go to the jail. It don't take away their talent. They talent to the stuff. It don't take away the fact that they can draw. It don't take away the fact that they can paint. They can still sell a painting, but they ass might be sick. They might need to be locked up. But they act are still talented, okay? You can say, so to me, I can separate talent from the talent from the, the bullshit. And y'all sitting up here acting like y'all can't sell by Art Kelly catalog, please. If something happened to Art Kelly's ass tonight, that catalog goes up triple, triple, quadruple. And the only reason Art Kelly's shit ain't selling right now is because the radio stations made a concerted effort along with, because from pressure, probably from big business and and record companies and stuff, see, these are executives making these decisions to stop playing. It wasn't none of y'all people, because it ain't that many of y'all that really, most people don't give a fuck, okay? And they still be listening to our Kelly. But they, but these these high-powered people have made it uncool to listen to, just, it's just our Kelly. It's like what they did to Michael Jackson at first, till Michael Jackson ass died a poker file. Oh, now Michael Jackson's ass, y'all don't give shit. Y'all love, y'all, y'all talk about now everybody want to love on Michael Jackson. He's the greatest entertainer. He's the biggest selling artist. He sells shit. He sells more shit, even more now than he did. Okay? Because why? Because they can make money now. They cleaned his slate. But while he was alive, they drove that shit in the ground. Whether, whether people think it's true or not, they, they drove a person reputation in the ground so fucking bad that people didn't even want to play a song. And I can do that to anybody, innocent or guilty, okay? So this doesn't, this, I, I really feel, now I really feel kind of iffy about R. Kelly. I feel what I feel. Doesn't mean that I don't think R. Kelly got problems. I just think it's people out here on some bullshit, right? They, they, R. Kelly, they took a problem that he had with Aaliyah. And anything after that was, and he was dumb to have young girls around him and anything because after that, they could get his ass. And he already couldn't read and write. It's almost like they set him up. You know, they set him up for failure. You know, sometimes you just know, you know, you know these are people out here just investing in you. They rock. They know they're going to get their money back. You know, like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was smart. Like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson thought that shit too. When Paul McCartney said, you know, buy some music, buy publishing. Michael Jackson was like, shit, hell yeah. I'll buy your shit. Oh, and Paul McCartney, yeah. Michael Jackson was like, huh, huh. Michael Jackson bought his shit and a whole lot more. <laughs> but the problem was that he didn't keep super watch. I mean, they was able to destroy they was able to destroy Michael so much while he was alive. Not only did it destroy him, but it reached out to his family, too. They made his family pariah. Because Janet's failure wasn't just that Super Bowl. That was happening right around the time her brother was on trial. The thing was to bring down all y'all motherfuckers, Jackson, because all of y'all represent the Jackson dynasty, okay? And then in the end, he, you know, it's like his family don't even get to control the state. You know, it's like showbiz mess people up so many. It kind of mess up their mind, you know. Like, um, you know, and people gonna be thinking, "He cut out a day adopted." I, they hit kids, but like, he, 
pay gifts for the last two white white children that possibly wasn't his. I mean, it's just a, it's, nobody can write this shit on his birthday. I, I'm gonna say nice thing. I mean, it's it's just. I mean, it, 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 always black entertainers end up fucked up. I don't know what it is. This is like yeah, the, the black entertainers like. If, if tonight, what's his name? What's his, his name? What's his, what's the black entertainer? If somebody entertainers in a mess up, but what's his old ass is running around out here? Uh, what's that man's name? Uh, Rolling Stones guy. If Mick Jagger's ass out of wild and now he's been doing all these years, fall out tonight. Mick Jagger's family be rich as hell. The black entertainers, I always think that's what Mike. Michael Jackson was talking about the Sony then when he was talking about Sony and he said he said they he said all the black entertainers end up poor and, and blah 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 but I fooled them. They thought I was just dancing and, and, and writing music. <laughs> but his ass was buying up the publishers. <laughs> they weren't gonna let you get away with only half they published it, Michael Jackson. See, you should have stayed clear of drugs and shit. They was not gonna let you get away with that. They was not gonna let you get where they got to come to you and ask you for permission for the next 50 years, can they use a phone? Like, you got to come to Michael and ask him. You got to ask him for permission for that uh, Eagles, that Beatles song, or that Eagles. You got to ask him for permission for that little Richard song. Oh, that Eminem song? You got to ask Michael Jackson for permission. <laughs> Michael Jackson was doing some wild shit. Michael Jackson got wild with their ass. <laughs> Prince was doing some wild shit, too. That's why they both ended up tragic. If you go do that kind of shit, you go play them kind of games, you better make sure you stay clear of drugs and alcohol and bad company. Because <laughs> they will get your ass. Okay? Anyhow, Barry Hankerson this week, what he did when he found out Art Kelly married Aaliyah. Oh, okay. This is according to MadamNoray.com. Aaliyah's Uncle Barry Hankerson breaking his silence regarding his late niece 20 years after her tragic death. Hankerson had been side-eyed by Aaliyah fans who felt he was keeping her music hostage. Since making it all available on streaming services, Hankerson has been less tight-lipped about all things Aaliyah, of course, because she's released the music. During a call into the Ricky Smiley show, Hankerson shared what his thoughts were when he found out Art Kelly, whom he had worked with early on in his career, had been accused of marrying his 15-year-old niece. He didn't say he went to the police. Instead, he prayed about it. Hmm. To be very honest with you, of course, I was upset. I had to really, really consider what my actions would be, he said. And really, I found out I wasn't a hardcore criminal. I couldn't kill nobody. So I would... I would be, he said, uh, so, kid, I'm a Muslim, and I went to Minister Farrakhan, and we just prayed about it, resolved ourselves to let God handle him. I'm quiet now so y'all can think about what he's saying. Was R. Kelly, he's making a shit face, just on him. I think that's what's going on. Ain't no sense in two lives getting destroyed. Mm. R. Kelly is currently on trial for racketeering. Listen, I'm not going to read all that. It says, I just put uh, up a wall to that. He said, 
It's just too emotional for me. It brings back to me for my whole family. You know what? This is what I'm saying. Listen, you know what? I don't believe that. I believe that's a bullshit too. Okay? You might have went and prayed about it, but I think you motherfuckers was okay with Aaliyah, Aaliyah's ass and R. Kelly. Okay? Just stop facts. I knew people who was like that. I knew people back in the day just in the regular hood who was okay with their 15 and 16-year-old dating 20-some-year-olds and stuff like that. Just the shit. The shit was going on, especially in the era of the 80s and 90s. It was a different type of era. I said this on here before. Motherfuckers love to forget like they do with Bill Cosby about uh, with croaking up uh, Listen, that that Spanish fly and shit like that. The people don't like to admit that people say like one day they're gonna do the same thing with Molly and 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 Western Town. They're gonna start telling talking about two motherfuckers made them take Molly, <laughs> and they're gonna forget that Molly was actually a, a fun drug that people used for sexual activity. And what's the other drug? Uh, I forget what the other one is. Ecstasy and all that shit. They're gonna forget all that. And they're gonna start accusing y'all of rape. Not and some of y'all will be rapists, but some of y'all won't be. It's the same thing. Art Kelly was a different, it was a different time in the 80s and 90s. The produ- I always say people have to look at times, places, everything. And I think Hankerson and them, I think in the 90s, when we're coming out of the crack era, a lot of things were more acceptable. Maybe they shouldn't have been, but they were. Okay? I told you, I used to know girls in, in high school running gangs, running gangs on old men. And new ain't running game. Old men knew, too. They was running game. Everybody was running game. Crack air was a different time. I know nobody likes to talk about it. They shouldn't have been doing it. No, they shouldn't have. But I bet a lot of shit was acceptable. Leah's ass, probably dating R. Kelly, was quietly acceptable. Did they like her marrying them? No. So what the fuck are you going to do with the hit maker? So finally you had to see, take her off of them. I think people knew they were fucking around, but didn't expect them to get married. And that shit is where it went when people were like, fuck that. Dude, now we got to do something. <laughs> I don't talk about people who just went crazy about it. I believe y'all knew from the get-go. That's why I say, don't tell this story. Don't ever tell her story unless y'all ready. Y'all tell the truth. Everybody ready to tell the truth on each other. And her. Because I just believe that that was a situation where people knew. And I just say that time was a different time. It wasn't that it wasn't shocking for uh, young girls to date older men. It was it, that that was shocking, but a lot of things were happening in that time period because it was a much more wilder time. So, like, ten year old was still shocking messing with the twenty six. I remember when we all found out R. Kelly Mary Lee. We was like, "Damn, what's this? She's what the hell?" Everybody was still shocked, but at the same time. It was kind of like me, you know. I mean, people didn't like didn't like it, but at the same time, sometimes people question the women. Sometimes, you know, even Aaliyah. So you know, and people continue to listen to his shit. And a lot of people don't lie to you and say, "I stopped listening right when he married Aaliyah." They lying. I tell you, he had all kind of hits after that, and he's writing all kind of hits. Uh, and everybody knew R. Kelly's ass had married Aaliyah, okay? 
I mean, but you know what? In that industry, here's the thing, and this is what I'm going to say. To y'all in the public eye, they make it sound like a lot of shit ain't acceptable. But in their world, and they little secret worlds, and they little secret boy parties and, and sex parties and uh, eyes wide shit parties and shit, all that shit's acceptable. <laughs> but when they get out, that's when they're like, hey, you ain't supposed to get out. So then they got a problem. Then suddenly everybody got it. That's why everybody in the industry, in my personal opinion, was okay with R. Kelly doing this shit. Because that was, that's, it's normalized probably. You just don't put it out there. It's not, I ain't saying everybody doing it. There's probably some people in the industry being sick. But I'm just saying it's a normalized thing. Told y'all, I even told y'all on here this old ass, this rapper tried to talk to me. I was fourteen. I listen. I'm telling you, I told I would never say who I was a kid and he didn't care. He didn't care that he was like at least ten years old. I was like, I don't want the old ass but you know what I'm saying? It, it was just like he didn't care. And all he was seeing was the ass and the titties and the hips. <laughs> Her body don't look like she and I, he went and listen. I ain't, I'm not gonna even just tell. I only tell that particular one because he did not care in my face. But there were several that I, when I was underage, tried try to holler, did and, and, and did not care. But he just basically said he did care. Thank God I wasn't no dumbass. But I'm just telling you, I'm just telling y'all, that stuff might be normalized. So, the, so that's why you say, why was the people in the industry just okay with R. Kelly doing all that? Because a lot of them do that shit. Or they got a lot of peers that do that shit and they overlook it because they want to hit a song or, you know, I need a, well, his ass do write this song. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all overlook some bullshit in some of y'all's family. She, she, yeah, I know she was young when she married that, but he did take care of her. He gave her a lot of money. Y'all know how y'all be doing out here in these streets. In the crack era, a lot of that was going on. Oh, God, what's going on? It was like big. I, I would see girls, young girls, going with big time drug dealers, like 15, 16 years old. Drug dealers be about 25, 26. Because, because they had a lot of money. I mean, you know, he takes his hair. Well, you know, crack era was a fucking trip. <laughs> so that's why I say when the crack bomb went out, people didn't have their faculties about them all the way. There was a lot of shit that went on that wasn't normal. And then you have the rise of hip, you know, the more the rise of hip hop, the more the rise of, of different types of, you know, a party-like scene of hip hop and all this stuff. And R. Kelly was a part of that. He was a main fixture on a part of all of that coming to prominence, then you would understand what created Art Kelly and what created the girls and women surrounding him, okay? And I don't think it's all the way Art Kelly. I think it's a mixture of things of people saying being okay with shit because it was just a different era. Just like when my grandparents was coming up, like one of my grandparents' cousins, she was 14, married a 41-year-old man on a farm. You know what I'm saying? That shit was acceptable back in them days. Crazy as fuck. She's 14 and married somebody, already being a wife. And I was like, that's God, man, that's sexy. She said, well, they used to do that all the time back in our day. You know, yeah, no, we know it was. My parents didn't like it, but 
a lot of people's parents, let's say kids married at 13 or 14, it's just crazy, the wildest shit. A lot of that shit is even acceptable in society today. I'm not saying it's okay. And even in um, the United States, I read an article a few months ago on here about the United States being against child pornography but allowing men to bring underage child brides to the country in droves. I really can't get on y'all right, Kelly, kick or Kelly in the ass, though. Because okay, it's a lot of shit that be going on AI North. Okay? But interesting that Barry Hankerson comes out and says he just prayed. Of course you did. Uh, Dane Dash this week talked to Leah. Dane's been talking about Aaliyah a lot. You know, the more, at first, you know, I felt a certain way because he said something weird one time on this show, and I was like, uh, on, on, on the, I heard and I talked about it on this show about somebody Leah talking to him and his girlfriend. It was something weird he said. I can't remember. But now I'm kind of getting to understand Dane better. I, I think there's a lot of bravado in front of Dane. I think Dane is very more hurt about the whole Aaliyah thing than he gives off. But he did talk about this week about him not wanting her to get on that plane. He was saying how he just he that wasn't. That wasn't something he wanted or something she just, that he had told her because he felt like Hype Williams was going to overspend on a video or something like that, and he told her not to go or something. She didn't like the plane being small and all that stuff. It was a lot of it. Right? And so he also talked about how allegedly Lenny Kravitz may have sent a plane. You guys have to listen to it. It's on ET, or article. I mean, an interview he had with Kevin Frazier, but he said that it was alleged rumors that Kevin, that Lenny Kravitz had sent a plane for Aaliyah or something and that Hype Williams ended up taking it instead. It's kind of weird story. You guys have to listen to it. But it, it was very interesting. You you can see that he may be keeping a lot of stuff in, but, you know, he even talked about R. Kelly a little bit uh, with Aaliyah and what Aaliyah said. Here's my thing about R. Kelly. Now, I've heard rumors that Aaliyah talked to you. Yeah, this is the rumors. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard rumors from people in these streets who claim to be in the know. I don't know how true it is or not, but people were saying that Aaliyah would still talk to R. Kelly up to her death, that there was a friendly relationship there. I don't know if that's true or not, but there's rumors out there to that. Damon Dash says, just said that she was hurt by it. there was something she didn't want to talk about or ever talk about. I don't know if I can get truth about Dame Dash from Dame Dash about Aaliyah and R. Kelly. I feel that's a situation that's such strategy and mystery. She's such a young girl. I do believe she was in love with the man. Uh, I believe that uh, he was too old to be fucking around with her. He shouldn't have been fucking around with that little girl, okay? Uh, but at the same time, I, I do believe that if you leave a child, a beautiful girl like uh, Leah, who in the studio every day, who probably is very matured for her 15-year-old age, she's traveled the world, she's done, she's done more things than the average 15-year-old has done, and you leave her in the studio with a man who's grown as fuck, and she's really pretty, you know, listen, you can't do that. You got to be there in the studio with people. You got to fuck that. You know what I mean? Still, I'm here. I'm looking. Yeah, she still, she, uh-uh. you still, he might not be like that, but he could, I can see, you can see it can get, get kind of funny because, you know, and, you know, it's just a situation I just thought 
that she shouldn't have been left to that maybe your situations alone allegedly. Okay. Now they bring up this old shit in these trials like R. Kelly. That's why they bring it up because that's the one thing they got on R. Kelly's ass that is facts about all the women. The facts is the underage. The, there's two things that make R. Kelly look good. Aaliyah and that tape from years ago, that fuzzy tape, okay? That he got found not guilty on. The rest of the stuff is smoke and mirror, he say, she say shit, okay? <laughs> so I don't, you know, I, but, but, but that one thing has made it easy to paste anything on him. You paste anything. You can go, I could go and lie and say, when I was 10, Art Kelly molested me and people wouldn't need that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's made it one little situation has made it easy for 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 that whatever it went little but what made made it easy for him to um him to be branded uh a child molester and you know it just the legend just went on from there the rumor and messing around with younger women even though they were of age they were still a lot younger than him I mean there's a lot of Seniors and celebrities that have messed with, they damn near 45 and been messing with a 21-year-old or a 23. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch of them out there that do that. Men do that all that shit all the time. Shit. They got a whole song about it. Steely Dan, Hey 19. What's the Hey 19? <laughs> That's my shit right there, that Hey 19. But you know what? But, but now a lot of those women have been of age that he was messing with for a while, but now the, the see, people don't pay attention. It went from younger women, now it's no longer younger women. Now they're talking about trafficking and uh, trafficking across state lines with underage girls that first went to trafficking. And the women have just been like 17, 18, 19, younger. It's weird. It's I mean, the, the charges that he's getting charged for are not necessarily the same like the big charges that you think you, you have to look at the charges. They 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 kind of evolve, so it's interesting how they're doing it. Uh, but can we talk about? We're gonna talk about Steph and Steph and uh, uh, we got time. Steph and uh, uh Sonia's Steph Steph Steph's parents filing for divorce at these three three years of marriage. Damn. After 33 years, though, you know what? I say, your ass get a house, I get a house. <laughs> I deal with my... But see, Sonya's still young. She's 56. What? She's uh, she's 56, and I think he's not that... They got married very young. So it's not surprising, you know. Uh, this is according to TotalPansports.com. Uh, it says the 33-year marriage between Dale and Sonya Curry has gotten... Nasty very quickly. The parents of three-time NBA champ Steph Curry and 76ers sharpshooter Seth Curry are said, were said to be getting a divorce after marrying each other back in 1988. The following day, TMZ got a hold of the divorce documents, and it shows Sonya accused Dale of cheating on him. A cheating on uh, Sonya accused Dale of cheating on her. Okay, Dale has since responded to the court filing by accusing Sonya of acts of illicit sexual misconduct prior to their separation, then lying about the alleged incidents, okay? But, but now Sonya is firing back, admitting she's in a dating relationship with another man, but saying 
It didn't start until months after she and Dale agreed to legally separate. She also knows she is not living with the man, but rather alone because Dale refused to allow her to stay in their home. And then she dropped the hammer, saying it was actually Dale who was unfaithful, hooking up with different women while married. To make matters worse, Sonia says Dale's infidelity was known to the family and close friends, saying it was basically an open secret. Okay. Now, let me just say this, because I just watched the reality show the other night about four queens, and I was talking about this. Uh, uh, it was uh, whose wife? Uh, uh, it was Chig Knight's ex-girlfriend and uh, one of the Black Mafia family's ex-girlfriend and stuff. And one of these girls was saying, the girl, this one girl was saying, you know, she wanted a good man and everything and all this stuff. And she was like, you know, but cheating is not, you know, just don't do it in my face. You know what I'm saying? That's what she was saying. The girl was saying. And the other girl was like, I ain't, ain't going to let you cheat. You can't be cheating, period, you know, or whatever she said. It's unrealistic to think these men out here ain't going to cheat and all this stuff. And especially if they got it going on and they famous. I was like, damn. You know, yeah. That's kind of true. Here's the thing. Okay. Dale Corey was a, a basketball player. I do believe Sonya. I believe I believe that he's probably been cheating for a number of years. Okay. And I probably believe. I can believe that because he's a basketball star. But, uh, you know. I mean, you know, he was, he started off a basketball star, okay? And with that kind of lifestyle, women come a dime a dozen. I mean, you know, the rich can be everywhere, okay? Now, I don't still excuse men, you know, to say, hey, you wealthy and you got it going on and shit like that. So that means, you know what I'm saying? I know you don't cheat out of these streets. No, that means the temptation is worse for you. And you better have your shit together before you do with me. You better decide what you, what's the point for you. Because <laughs> you don't know whether I leave or not. That's the guess. <laughs> you know, that's what I would say as a woman. If it was a famous, you know, I say the guess is, here's the thing. The thing is, I would suggest you learn to be faithful. If you can, who knows what might happen. <laughs> right? So that, because in a sense, I don't think you should give men that out because they rich and famous. I mean, temptations around people every fucking day. But I, I will say for wealthy, famous men, it's on a whole nother level. Like, just imagine. Like, imagine being married to a rock star. I mean, like, what the fuck? I mean, you know, you know the women are somewhere panties. They're doing all of this. You just got to be securing your shit. You know what I'm saying? You really do. You really, because otherwise, I mean, you know. But being secure in your shit doesn't necessarily mean accepting infidelity, right? And maybe she accepted it a number of years and got tired and started cheating back. I don't know. She wanted to make no right, but she may have done that. I could see Sonya. Sonya's still very pretty. She's still very desirable out in these streets, 56 or not. A lot of people, she was trending the other day. She was number one on Twitter trending because all the men was like, I'm when I found out there was, um, so, yeah, like me and talking about they won't be hollering in her DMs or anything like this. She's still a very pretty woman, okay? Um, and I'm sure she won't have <laughs> that much trouble. She is older, but she that won't have that much trouble probably. She's already with somebody else, okay? Um, I do believe that infidelity happens in marriages like that. I'm not surprised, especially with Dale and Sonya, because Dale and Sonya, you know, they're like kind of, it's sort of like what, Gabrielle Union tried to ruin Steph and uh, what's her name about? Uh, they're a very, uh, how can you say it? Like, 
young. I mean, they got married very young. Stephen, uh, even Stephen, uh, what's her name? And has a years go by, and the kind of career that even Steph is a pro basketball player. And she even talked about on that red table talk how the insecurity of not being desired herself, you know, and all these women want Steph's ass, you know. <laughs> and, you know, she talked about that a little bit too, so you can see some cracks right there. But Sonia was keeping it real during that interview, so I could kind of see that Sonya had been through some shit already, you know, because she's an old school, bas- you know, basketball wife and seen it all. And so, you know, I'm not surprised they broke it up. And then plus they had like Stefan, Stefan, Aisha, they were both Christians. They got married very young. And the church can put so many dynamics on marriage and relationships and stuff like that. It's hard to get divorced on these streets when you should have got divorced 10 years ago. <laughs> So they might have been knowing for a long ass time that they should have been rid of each other or whatever. But and it was interesting because I heard Sonia say something in that interview with with Rick. You should I, people should watch the Red Table Talks interview again in wake of the divorce. Uh, here's an interesting thing uh, because she said something on there. She I remember Aisha was saying it was important for her to establish her. Her uh, her own independence from Steph, and she used Steph shit, which I ain't matter. That's what she's supposed to do. She used Steph shit to create some independence for herself. She she created a restaurant and and all this other things. Sonya said, "Yeah, I tried to do those things too." Now remember, Sonya tried to Sonya did start a school. I think she started a school, a Christian school or something like that. But she said in that interview, something she said that was really powerful. She said, "I tried to do that too, but I never really could do that." Like, I never really got, I never really, which to me said to me that she she had a hard time finding herself in that in that marriage and that energy. Because that, I remember her saying that. I remember that one thing sticking out for me. It's like, I never, she said, I never quite did that. And I was like, wow. But you can see, if you've ever seen her in an interview, that she is the assertive, that she's probably the king of the house. You know, and that maybe on that end make maybe make me think that Dale might be telling a little bit of truth himself about her cheating. But you can see that she's a very assertive woman. But when coming into the dynamics of wealth and a man who is when men have wealth, they are desired because women that's something women are natural women are supposed to want that. And listen, we don't I'm getting, I got three minutes in the show. If you're on the phone lines, I see a lot of you on the phone lines. Hold on. Stay on the phone lines. You can listen to me in the after drive, okay? I'll finish up the Bill Curry and Aisha, uh, I mean, Bill Curry and Sonia Curry uh, divorce thing, my thoughts on that. But right now, I'm going to sign off. Hey, you guys, thank you for hanging out with me like you do every week. I will see y'all next week. And for everybody else who's on the phone line, Stay on, and you can listen to me in the overdrive. Let me end it today with, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I knew what I did. Okay, let's end it with, uh, okay. It's not up. Okay, baby face, lady, lady, lady. Lady, lady. I'm out. I'll see y'all. Bye. <laughs>
my voice you are listening to the archive show okay you guys you can hit me up on the crowd of Tower facebook page you can send me a message you guys too i mean okay yes you can send me a message good or bad okay uh also uh you can hit me up on crawley's underscore galaxy that's my instagram um and you can hit me up on twitter chatwood show in carlotta 72 all right all right okay so what i was saying about steph i mean i'm getting them all mixed up dale and sonia okay after 33 years i'm not surprised at the shit sonia kind of was showing it a little bit when you look at red table talks again you know here's the thing i think dale too when men get retired out of those careers those careers that are high polluting high uh uh like if you've been an athlete and you know usually it's you know a lot of fame and stuff regarding or if you've been a a famous person period or something and men retire sometimes you know they get boring you know (laughs) and and Sonya's ass looks good Sonya's looking good on these streets and I just think Dale might not have been able to keep up anymore and Sonya's like, shit, it's been 33 years. I'm 56. I found somebody who want to keep up. Her ass is a Gemini. She thinks he's a Cancer. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Cancers can get. Cancers want to be at home. Cancers, not all of y'all, but some of y'all, you know, a lot of y'all. I don't want to be sitting in the bed. And, you know, don't want to move and all that stuff. Shit, not fucking with no Gemini. These Gemini, them Gemini's bounce on your ass. <laughs> And Sonya's ass is, shit, wait a minute, hold on, it's a Gemini, hold up, I didn't calculate that, Dale, hold on, but his ass is a cancer, which could be a cheat cancer, it could be Peter, uh, Dale might be telling the truth. I just feel like you can see that in her energy, that she is very youthful, and very, uh, whew, like, you know, like, She's not going to calm down. So when you got that kind of woman who is really powerful and big, you got to rise to the fucking occasion because if you don't, it's a lot of, you know, men out here who will try your ass, okay? They will rise to the occasion with you. They will rise to the occasion. So that might even happen to Sonya Curry. She might be feeling herself because everybody been giving her love and, you know what I'm saying, everything, you know? And so... Uh, but at the same time, messing with a lot of famous, being married to a famous man can be or a man who has a career that uh, generates wealth can make women put up with a lot more than they normally wouldn't put up with. And um, now I can't say it because I know women who ain't got, who met men who ain't got no money. They put up with a lot, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, when you have wealth, and, you know, he, he, a lot of women will put up with cheating for years and years and, you know, not do nothing about it. They'll be like, okay, I, you know, here's my thing. I think that when a man, first of all, I love that there's a quote in the Bible that says a faithful man who can find, you know, because it's just a faithful person, period. You know what I'm saying? So faithfulness and loyalty sometimes is really hard in these streets, especially because marriage is in the course of 33 years, like Sonia and Dale has been married. Marriages go through a number of evolutions. You know what I'm saying? A number of fucking evolutions. They do. And sometimes people survive those evolutions, and sometimes they don't. 
And I'm not ready to demonize Sonia because she found somebody else out in the fucking streets, okay? You know what I'm saying? It it just may be that time. You know, after 33 years, they'll always be a part of each other's lives. They have children. They have wonderful three wonderful children together, Seth, Steph, and uh, the other young lady, daughter. I forget her name. But they, they, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. They they had their time. I don't see it as a failure. I see it as a time's up moment. <laughs> 33 years is a long-ass time. I might be like Will and Jada going bad marriage for life or something like that. Because <laughs> that's a long-ass time. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised, though. I'm not surprised they're accusing. And first of all, y'all too fucking know. First of all, let me just say this about Steph and Seth. I mean, Seth, uh, Seth. Oh, shit. What? What's the deal? Sonya and Dale. First of all, y'all got two superstar sons out here in these streets. You, y'all need to calm y'all old asses down. Keep that shit quiet. Cheating on each other. Not y'all old ass. Whatever your old asses is doing on each other. Don't nobody need to know. Okay? Calm that shit down. Quiet that shit down. Work that out with a mediator. Get quietly divorced and go the fuck away and show up at your kids' games like decent uh, people and get along. But don't embarrass Steph and Seth out here with this bullshit. And Aisha... Look at Seth, look at Seth. I mean, look at Seth and Sonya, because that might be you in a few years. I'm see, I lying. I mean, Sonya and Seth, damn. Look at them, because I feel like y'all got that energy. Seth and, no, I really do. Because Aisha Curry is that. Aisha Curry reminds me a lot of, 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 uh, of, uh, of Sonya Curry. She does. She she got that same energy. She's assertive. She's you know she's a little bit more unsteadfast, you know stuff like that. I just I ain't trying to put no curse on them because you know they look good now. But about fifteen twenty years, pay attention, listen to what went wrong in their marriage, make sure that shit don't happen to y'all. Because I'm telling you, a little bit. I think I that energy because I can see that on Red Table Talk. On Red Tabletop, she got that dynamic, too. And men who are, uh, who have, if they have, let me just say this, not all men, but some men, if they have a certain good relationship with their mother, the mother is the first crush. And so it's not surprising if, if men marry what they're comfortable in. You know what I'm saying? Like if men marry uh, someone similar to their mother or a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It's not so, it doesn't surprise me that Sonia and Aisha are kind of alike. Because when you hear Seth talk about his story, his mother was a very uh, assertive part of his playing basketball and stuff like that. She'd be cheering, telling him what plays, not that. She seemed like she was pretty assertive, more than him. Dad. He was a fucking basketball player, okay? So, you know, Aisha seems to have that little bit more of that assertiveness too. He is a Pisces, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, and so when you saw that red table talk, like you saw her dealing with the same dynamic that it looked like that Sonya was like, shit, it is ready. Can I just say, I'm going to just say this what I think about Sonya Curry. I'm going to end it on this. Sonya Curry is just one of them fabulous, beautiful chicks. She's going to be probably pretty her whole life. If she keeps herself up, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when she's old, she's going to be one of those beautiful older women. Uh, and she always will probably be dynamic. 
so sometimes that kind of energy needs another energy around it that can keep up with it. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, <laughs> it might be all over the damn place. And so I, I'm not surprised that this is happening. I felt I actually believe they've separated for longer than what they seen. I believe they've been separated since that lap incident when she was sitting on that white man's lap, remembering the thing, and Steph one, they caught the camera pans up there. And she was, she was on that white man's lap, plugged up with him, and Dale was sitting on top, like, wasn't even looking, paying no attention to her. He wasn't even acting like he was. They was in it. Yeah. I think they were separated. I don't think they was being together. And I wonder, was that the white dude? Is that the white dude that like, she living with now? He looks younger, though, the dude she sit on his lap, so. Mm-hmm. I know Steph was embarrassed to shit when that showed up. But look, look, but here. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> A mess. It's sad that they getting divorced after thirty three years, but you know, uh, you know, when you like I said, dealing with not the dynamics of men who are wealthy, they have a lot of fucking choices out in the streets. So it is what it is. Okay. All right. So let me see. Are we gonna have a part two? Do we need a part two show? I didn't talk about Buster going off about masks this week. Is, you know, Buster Rhymes, which I said, you know, I, I I agree with Buster, but Buster, be careful because they being gay, being got COVID, they be trying to use you as an example. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Larry Elder uh, went into recount for or something like that for governor of California. He says a Larry Elder leading California gubernatorial recall candidate won't be charged for alleged domestic abuse. Now, Larry Elder is a libertarian. And my, that's more conservative. Am I surprised California might go that way? Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger? Remember? No, I, I'm not going to be surprised about that at all. Um, let's see what else. Uh, what other stuff? Hopefully, I can get to uh, next week. Uh, oh, we got to talk about. They still out here trying to try Elizabeth. Apparently, Megan and uh, Harry still out here. Y'all can't be, y'all got to leave Elizabeth alone. Y'all been quit playing, you know, she's 95, she ain't going to be putting up with that shit. So we had to talk about them. And, uh, what else did I forget about to talk about? We talked about Beyonce and Jay-Z. Kamora Russell. I think I got, oh, we talked, we haven't talked about Greg Abbott and the shopper, the shoppers in London. Uh, okay. I may have a part two show. I just found out, oh, I just found out Manifest. I just saw I had a thing come across my screen that said Manifest is going to get a fourth and final season from Netflix. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Netflix. Oh, have you seen Manifest? It's so damn good. <laughs> I love Manifest. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. God, if y'all haven't seen it on Netflix and Bob, okay? Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that that is, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm going to try to have a part two. If I don't have a part two, y'all know I got busy or something, but I will try my best to do one, especially if we get some other news, because what I'm going to try to do is start trying to, I may, I talked about doing this before and I didn't do it, but I may start doing more shows during the week, like has, has topics, hot topics come up. And, you know, maybe do an hour show or so with you guys and, you know, for you guys and, you know, talk about the hot topics so you can have it throughout the week for what, you know, whatever you catch it on. I'm kind of busy right now. So, <laughs> so I'm 
So, but you got, and then I'm trying to decide, you know, I've been trying to decide whether I want to see, what's the Light Zone Festival? I'm trying to decide if I'm, I'm with, me and a friend are trying to decide if we should go to New York for the Light Zone Festival. I don't know. Shit. I want to go, but I don't know. You know, I'm scared. So I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to weigh out right now how the uh, how how Delta the Delta variant thing COVID thing is going to see where you know I mean like make sure that it won't be canceled or anything you know I get there in New York and I just I I be just there hanging out because I don't because the concert can so I'm maybe I'm trying to decide because I really want to. Go with that. But New York also, here's the thing about New York, when, and I don't know how to concert, so I've looked at, it seems like it's still pretty good, but uh, New York has all these sort of restrictions on going on right now, so, so I don't know if that's going to hurt the concert, so I'm trying to decide, like, damn, if, if I get there with that gun ready to go, and they cancel that shit, I'm going to be hot. <laughs> Maxwell's going to give me a personal concert. <laughs> yeah, man, hurt. I asked travel to New York for another cancel concert. I'm going to go off. So I'm try, still trying to decide. I don't know, you know? Because, uh, you know, I really want to see, uh, I really would love to see that show. They have so many people I really want to see perform live. Like if they see if they can perform live. Specifically her. Not more for a bunch of time, but her. I want to really see her. And I've heard good things about her in concert. <laughs> So hopefully, you know, I'll decide soon. We'll see. Okay? All right, you guys, and I'll let you guys know. Okay? You guys know you, I'm going to tell you anyway. You know, I'm going to tell you all if I'm, no, I'm not. Maybe not. I'll just do a review. Y'all know I went because I did a review. Okay? All right, you guys. So we're going to leave out today with, uh, let me see, what can we leave out with? Um, dang it. I don't know. I always have uh, such hard times. Let's leave out with. No, I don't want to do that. I don't know. It's having such a hard time picking uh, stuff. I had a song picked for you guys, and then I decided uh, not. Okay. Let's see, that was Return of the Mac, Mark Morrison. Okay, that was random shit. <laughs> I just randomly picked that. Oh, God, my ass is, my ass is fired. I've been talking to y'all too long, okay? Oh, my goodness. I'm out. Y'all have a wonderful rest of y'all weekend. Hopefully, we'll do a part two. If I do one, y'all know y'all get the notifications that I'm doing a part two, okay? I'm out. Return of the Mac. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>